That's right. You're listening to another episode of D Love Special Sauce Podcast. We break down fights and give our predictions. Lots to discuss in this jam packed episode. Three in studio guests. We're going to see how long it takes to fly off the fucking rails. I think right away. Let's go. What's up, guys? Welcome back. Thank you guys so much for joining another special episode of D Love Special Sauce. It's uh, episode 16. As I said in the intro, we got three in studio guests. So I apologize at the top if this goes off the rails, if we talk over each other a little bit, but I can't not express how excited I am for this to see five dudes sitting in this tiny ass room. Nate, do not rip ass like you're known to do. I do appreciate if you do not. I didn't uh, know I was known for doing that. Uh, listen back to the episodes, guys. There's been a couple times. I'm thankful. That we have a window open in here. Uh, but let's go ahead and start uh, with introducing the guests. Thank you guys so much for following the, what I, you know, the instructions I go on the episode asking to share the show or share a potential future episode and ask to be a guest. So we'll start on that note with Gold Plate Music, a.k.a. Jeremy Efron. Thank you for coming. Thank you, Dustin. Yes, sir. I appreciate you being here. And then uh, return guest cashing in his predictions challenge win and probably if if, if, if it works out the way he thinks in his head is going to win the week again this week, Bama, a.k.a. Alex Fogel. What's cracking, everybody? Yes, sir. Return guest number two. We have Blake and now Alex as return guest. So thank you guys for showing up. And then we have uh, Logan Newland, everybody, by the same Instagram name. Uh, he's first time guest on the show, but we've mentioned him several times. Logan, introduce yourself. First of all, I'd just like to say that Bama's not winning anything if I'm in the room. <laughs> um, here we go. But I'm glad to be here. Nice. Thank you guys. Really, really appreciate you guys for showing up. Uh, first time we've had five people on this ep- on the on the show, and I'm, I'm like I said in the intro, thinking it's going to fly off the rails, but so far so good. And no one's talking over each other. So uh, with me as always, obviously I'm the host of the show. Do you love my co-host Nate the Great? What's up, brother? My name's Nate. Are you waiting for your pizza this time? No, I didn't. I already ate. I had some pad thai. So nice. we're ch- I'm chilling right now. Okay, well, on the food culinary subject, uh, Bama, do you have a, something to say about my tea? Oh, yeah, it was way too fucking hot. <laughs> so first you start off, 240-degree tea. Tea is a great idea. Gives, I can't even put my lips on the cup because they fucking started melting off. And then I put too much ice in it, and now it's aggressively room temperature. There we go. Overcorrection. Uh, well, I just would like to pat myself on the back. I'm trying my best. I don't normally have you would. a lot of guests on the show. Try to provide cold water, hot tea, anything you need. The you know the party favors in, in the, my room before we get started. I think I maybe overdid it a little bit with Logan over here, but... No, no, no. We're good. We're good. good. I'll pull it together. (laughs) All right, cool. Well, again, thank you guys so much, the listeners, for being here. Off the top, as always, make sure to check out MMT Fitness, exit Avery Parkway, and Laguna Niguel off the 5 Freeway. First class is always free. At MMT Fitness is the Instagram, and the MMT TV is their YouTube. uh, Check out that. Uh, Our big thanks, of course, to Frankie Mercado, uh, John Walker, Faster Performance, uh, of the same name for the Instagram as well. All the coaches and trainers, training partners, friends, extended martial arts family, all you guys, most importantly, you the listeners thank you guys so much for that uh for the support and all the love we couldn't do it without you so uh with that out of the way as i said last week um little housekeeping notes we are an apple podcast guys um it's very very important it helps the show out a lot if you go on and rate and review us please give us a five star rating if you feel such and all reviews all feedback is welcome we will be reading that on the show and that actually makes me want to jump over real quick to uh jeremy did you send a review in for the show this week or no yes i did okay i don't know what um username um apple podcast likes to pull from because um i've seen different people leave reviews and it automatically grabbed my dlove underscore 84 username it grabbed one for you that i i wasn't aware of it's like bitcoin something 
or other. What? Yeah, no, I'll pull it up right now. Uh, you guys, okay, do you, so does anybody know what I'm talking about? Your show's been officially monetized <laughs> by Bit by a uh, cryptocurrency. No, you got hacked, bro. You got hacked. You got that hacked, wasn't me. No, it says, uh, hacked, it, and maybe this isn't you. Maybe you didn't submit because there has been some issues with the uh, submissions of the reviews. Like people tell me they sent a review and it's not showing up. I've looked online. That's a common thing. It takes a few days sometimes to show up. But that's like beta coin something. Is that not you? No, that's me. Okay. So where does where's that username coming from? Yeah, beta coin. Beta coin. <laughs> it, it looks like it, my it looks like name. the chapter of my fraternity in high school. Yeah, beta. Oh, I don't know no. why that is. Beta micron. So if any uh, any of you tech guys out there, that college, know, not high school. Beta, 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 yeah, beta penis. That's in college, in high school. There we go. He caught they up. They do in Alabama, don't they, Bama? Oh, Bama. Well, yeah, that's the highest level of education they get there. Bama. Yeah. <laughs> Hence my migration. And everyone at his high school is all his family. Speaking of high education, you brought your steezy, right, Jeremy? I did. Hell yeah. Uh, okay, but yeah, so I just wanted to say thanks for the review, Jeremy. We'll be reading that at the end of the show. Uh, but guys, make sure to send in those uh, ratings and the reviews on Apple Podcasts. It really does help us out, you know, with the algorithms on YouTube, things like that. It uh, helps us get to the top search on uh, Apple Podcasts, so it really helps us grow our audience. So please do do that. Um, as well as if I've sent you the workaround link before we're official on Apple Podcasts, you may have to unsubscribe and resubscribe if it's not giving you the option to rate and review the show, just in case that's an issue for you guys. So, uh, But yeah, this show, we have three in-studio guests, so I'm really excited. I'm going to do my best to hopefully not uh, you know, talk too much, let these guys speak their mind. Obviously, that's why I want them on the show. Uh, but we're going to be doing a few different things. We're going to be breaking down the post-fight for UFC Fight Night 167. Uh, we're going to do a quick, you know, make it really quick, uh, sweep it under the rug. It's not a big deal that Nate kicked my ass in the predictions challenge. We're going to recap that. Uh, and then we're going to do a quick break. And just so you guys know, we have a new official game on the show. Last week we did a uh, – Nate, you can – uh, chime in on this but we did a cover song we're, we're, we're going to be doing that each week and where we we replace the words make it about the show and last week uh, we did one which i'm still not going to say what it's from but uh nate uh you were the main voice of that song did you enjoy singing that last oh, week for of me of course dude they came to fruition exactly how i imagined it mm -hmm. so guys we're going to be covering certain like either obscure or more popular songs uh one of the two so that if you guys, it's kind of like a name that tune DLSS style. Each week we're going to be doing cover songs that replace the words, make them about the show. And if you reach out to us, share the episode that you're listening to and tag us and tell us the name of the song that we're covering, you get a free half an hour proof, uh, private training from Nate uh, or a mid-session for me if you want to learn some bad habits. Uh, if you're talking to Bama, that's the only thing I could teach you. Uh, but, yeah, so each week we're going to be doing that. So that's on the break. That's on our first break. We'll be doing another cover song this week. Hopefully you guys can pick it out. Uh, and then we're going to go straight into UFC 248. Uh, very, very excited. A pump for the stat card. Jeremy, you went ahead and shared the Yoel and Izzy, um, the main event, obviously, for that. So we'll make sure to get your thoughts on that. And then Bama went ahead and shared uh, Deontay Wilder's um, rematch and Tyson Fury. So we're going to get into that in the third segment. And then uh, Logan shared uh, Wiley Zhang taking on uh, Yoani and Jaychik in the co-main event for UFC 248, as well as uh, Sean O'Malley makes his uh, return to the Octagon. So lots to discuss this episode. I'm very, very excited. And pumped to discuss it with you guys. Uh, so, yeah, so that's really the breakdown of the show. Uh, so, without further ado, let us jump right in, guys. Uh, I'm going to do a quick recap of the prelims for uh, Fight Night 167, uh, UFC Rio Rancho. We're going to let you guys discuss all this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn the mic over to you guys. Did you guys caught the, the UFC card over the weekend? Yes. You guys saw the Diego Sanchez craziness? 
Okay, and you saw the first and ever only t- two DQs in one night? Okay, so I'm going to turn the mic over to you guys in just a second, mm-hmm. but I'm going to do a quick prelim uh, recap for some of the car, uh, fights that we didn't uh, pick on for the night. Uh, let's go ahead and start from the bottom, start at the beginning. Mark De La Rosa comes out and ends up losing to Julian Pavia. The reason I'm bringing this one up in particular is because his wife and him made history by being the first ever married couple to compete on the same night. She ended up cleaning up later on the night and winning her fight, which is good. But the second fight, uh, Macy Chason, uh, I'm not exactly sure how to pronounce it. She wins a three-round decision, unanimous decision over Shannon Young. Um, Casey Kenny and Marab Devalis Feely, that was a really high paced, good fight. Marab came away with the win there. And then Devin Clark uh, comes away with the win and a decision against uh, Daquan Townsend. Then Jim Miller uh, ends up uh, losing the decision to Scott Holtzman. John Dotson, Nathaniel Wood. John Knotson ends up coming back and getting his first finish since 2015, I believe. And then Tim Means ends up losing to Daniel Rodriguez in his UFC debut. So uh, with that, I'm going to start with a couple of the ones that we picked, uh, and then we'll go from there, let you guys all discuss them if you saw them. And then, like I said, I'll do a quick recap of the actual points at the end for the predictions challenge. But you guys all caught Devin Clark versus Daquan Townsend, or did you not? No, I only caught. Uh, I only caught the main card. Main card. I, I saw what happened with uh, Tim Mean stepping in as like a late. Uh, he was a late replacement. He had a but, late replacement. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. And it was a UFC debuter. Yeah. See, I missed all of it. <laughs> yeah. And Logan, did you catch catch anything other than the main card? No, I caught I caught like highlights off of or like really I don't even know if you call them highlights. I caught the DQs on like IG, and then obviously I caught uh, the main event. Gotcha. Sure. Okay. Uh, what about you? Did you catch the whole card? Yeah, except for this fight and then Casey Kenny and Marab. Okay, so you pretty much picked up at the Jim Miller I was fight. Doing laundry. All right, well, I guess we'll give it to the man. <laughs> what a responsible man you are. I love it. <laughs> Domestic boy. All right, so, Nate, I'm sure you're, yes. you're ready to gloat. You've Woo! been sitting there quiet the whole time. Why don't you go ahead and start Daquan Townsend? Uh, I'm sorry, Devin Clark versus Daquan Townsend. This one we didn't pick, but you caught, you caught this fight? You caught the highlight? No. No? All right. No, well, fuck you guys. <laughs> fuck everybody on the lower end of the car. Am unfortunately, only... unfortunately, um, usually I catch him, but I was super I busy, busy that yeah. day. And but I did catch. Uh, I was watching the stats. Unfortunately, I didn't catch uh, a lot. Of, I caught mostly the main card at the final end when I was done doing what I was doing and heading home. I was watching it in my car. And I didn't crash. That's so. fine. It wasn't the most stacked card. And Jim Miller is a very notable name. So it sounds like most everybody in the room picked up right when Jim Miller uh, fought. So And that was one of the ones that we picked. So, Nate, why don't you go ahead and start with that one? You caught that one, yes? He's drinking the tea I made him. Oh, it's not burning me. Who, Jim Miller? Yes. No, I didn't catch that one. Okay, Jeremy. Yes. That was a that was a good fight. Um, it just seemed like Scott's Holtzman was doing more damage each time he hit him. I mean, Jim Miller was landing shots too, but it just seemed like Holtzman was kind of pressuring him the whole time and just hitting him against the cage, like busting him up a little bit too. So I think for the judges, it was kind of more just seeing Holtzman being more effective with what he was doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree with you. Um, I think Holtzman was a bigger uh, individual. He had he cuts a lot of weight to make this uh, weight class. I think it was welterweight or no lightweight shit. Uh, and Jim Miller, shout out to Jim Miller. He's a fan favorite. I'm a big fan of his. He's actually had a uh, he's a veteran in, the M- in MMA and the UFC for a very long time. 31 and 14 record. He's a veteran of the sport, legend of the game. Uh, but he for more than the first half, I guess maybe a little bit longer of his career, has been competing with Lyme disease, unbeknownst to him, not un- not actually understanding fully what his diagnosis. So 
over the last four or five fights, he's been fighting with, I wouldn't say a clean bill of health, but at least understanding what he's been battling as far as chronic fatigue and things like that. So That's crazy. Although he's been in the game a very long time, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't say he's chinny, but he's definitely taken a lot of damage because he's been in a lot of fights. So he's one of the, this is one of those fights that I picked kind of with my heart, understanding that Scott Holtzman was the newer, fresher, up-and-coming guy um, and definitely a lot bigger because Jim Miller's kind of settled into fighting more close to his natural weight. Uh, but yeah, so it was a good it was a good fight overall. It was competitive, but like you said, uh, Jeremy, I think the judges kind of were able to notice when Holtzman was landing. It was just more effective. Uh, Jim Miller was you know getting kind of shoved around the octagon a little bit more, just given the size differential. And then Jim Miller is known for his uh, very good jujitsu and grappling. He's very you know if if he can't win on the feet, get you down, choke you out. He has a lot of wins by submission. But Scott Holtzman is a very good grappler. He's a very good wrestler, and he was a lot bigger than Jim, so that ended up being mostly nullified so he wasn't really able to go to that air that you know area of the fighter wasn't able to take it there in order to kind of mitigate the fact that scott holtzman's power was was definitely significant on the feet so did uh, either you guys catch this fight bama or, or logan i did not catch this fight okay actually. well it was uh one of the fights that we picked on nate uh, i'll just briefly say that i got zero you got two i'll explain later what what's up we're giving hand signals here everybody no, I think we're I, good. I think Nate was just saluting was and saluting. celebrating the fact that he, oh, yeah, that he won. Exactly what Got I it. Done. Okay. <laughs> Which I think there'll be five more salutes. So, Ooh, <laughs> and then yeah, we'll get into it later. But the DQs ended up fucking me in the end. At least one of them did. Okay, uh, who? Uh, let me start it this way. Who caught John Dotson versus Nathaniel Wood? Me. Okay. Why don't you go ahead and lead again on this one? Um, I thought Nathaniel Wood looked really good throughout the fight. Um, but you know. Especially in the second round, Jordan Dodson started ex- like explosively running at him across the cage. That started really to concern me because Nathaniel Woods wasn't like taking angles or anything. He was just kind of backing up in a straight line. There was a couple of those exchanges. Yeah, it was like all the way from one side to right. the other. Yeah. And then he would kind of get caught up like trading in the pocket with him, which in the third round, beginning of the third round, I think it, what was it? It was just they were kind of just trading in the pocket. Nathaniel backed out and just got caught with a was it a hook? It was a double left hook. Yeah, double left hook. He yeah. kind of switched after the first one ended up in orthodox, and then it was a, a an orthodox left hook was the one that ended up really yeah. catching him. Right. I think the uh, the call was a little bit. Uh, yeah, a little I quick. agree with you there. It was a little, a little bit quick, quick, but he was getting his. But overall, you know, if you, if you watch the fight, Dawson had just a slight edge with pressure and, and small things there. But I wasn't. Imp- I was. I Me wasn't. Too. I wasn't in, in, impressed with like the. When you watch the highlights, I can understand where you're coming from because yeah. I saw all of them back to back. John Dotson definitely had some success in the fight, um, but mostly it was a John Dotson fight where he was being elusive. He was moving around. He had the speed advantage, but he wasn't fully committing in the pocket to where it was wasn't like a slugfest because um, he tries to rely on rely on his in and out movement and his speed. Right? I personally felt like like you were saying, Jeremy, that Nathaniel Wood had complete control of this fight the entire fight, dominated the first round. Um, obviously, John Dotson had the speed advantage, but Nathaniel was being able to get out of the way of those um, those bursts, you know what I mean? Um, and then during the, the second round, it got a little bit more competitive, but I still felt like Nathaniel was definitely dictating the fight, landing the harder, cleaner shots. And I think him getting comfortable and confident ended up being the end of him because um, I felt like in the third round that he, he was kind of looking for the finish. He was in such control of the fight that I felt like he wanted that highlight real knockout. He wanted that finish. And it, that ultimately is ended up... W- you know, allowing John Dotson's game to be more effective because it wasn't anything different than John has done in the last three or four fights. It's like a blitzing style and then a couple quick shots, 
uh, nothing too powerful. But this one, like you said, Nate, was a double left hook. He threw a left hook uh, from southpaw but allowed him to switch. And then Nathaniel staying in the pocket looking for that counter shot to take out John. Didn't see his second left hook coming, which really clipped him on the jaw and completely stunned him. So it was definitely a solid shot. The first one I've seen John Dotson land in several fights. Uh, but he dropped Nathaniel, and, and I tend to agree with you both that it, it was a little bit of a quick stoppage. Yeah. Anybody? Um, I'll say this about this fight, and I think it's kind of interesting, and I think it's one of the things with John, maybe why he hasn't been getting as many finishes. That blitzy style is just so hard to, like, really, you're not planted. And even though you, you've got four-ounce gloves on, it, it's harder to get that kind of um, power. You know what I mean? And you see a lot more fighters That's now true. getting so much more uh, success especially with finishes switching stances and throwing over the top shots or looping shots around <clears throat> and through people's guards uh, you saw it with like Jorge Masvidal and yeah. Till. Um, yep and it's good to see John get back to those finishing ways though absolutely and that's really you're right that's how the sequence ended up unfolding is that he did what he did switched in in motion was able to actually plant for the second left hook while Nathaniel was coming in so it was super it was extra effective so I completely agree with that as well as when you do a complete switch or you're able to be effective with your switches Bama can definitely attest to this like he has a, a, a Bama has a gnarly switch kick both actually you both you do um, it's different but Bama Bama's switch kick, just from orthodox stance, is definitely devastating. But he's very effective at, I won't exactly explain his tendencies, but a switching to southpaw and then throwing a power left kick instead of a switch left kick. And just being able to have that versatility and, like you said, kind of Logan, or with more of an intent to it, not just sporadic movement, but more with an intent to it, it, it definitely it changes the overall effectiveness. I think it's hard to get in on someone and when your plan is also to get out. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? When sure. You're, when you're, you're already thinking about getting out before yeah, you get it. Yeah. I, I think that's hard to really do a lot of damage unless you're doing something over the top. And flashing. if you have the speed advantage like he does, he could kind of rely on that and not get rocked and maybe you know win a point-style matchup in a point-style approach. Um, but you're right. It, it's good to see him get back on track in terms of that. And I definitely – Nathaniel Wood was on the up-and-coming track. He's definitely done well in his first couple fights in the UFC. I expected him to win because you're right. John Dotson is just kind of lukewarm. Like you never see too much – craziness and these highlight reels don't come often from him so that was a big jump up in competition though in general just for, for Nathaniel Wood. yeah yes, even though I john agree. dodson's been kind of like lukewarm yes, and stuff it's yes. just like if he's hot it's going to be a really hard fight well his him. nickname's the prospect nathaniel wood so right. i guess they're trying him out bama you had something to say is it did it pass or oh no i, I was just saying i mean it it seemed i it, you're gonna get caught if you're blitzing in on someone who knows how to change stances very well it's just because now, once he switched stances, you have to readjust for the distancing. The defense is different, everything. And that's why he got caught with two left hooks from two different stances. That's true. It's, yeah. You lose a lot of things in translation when you're making that switch from orthodox to southpaw. Mm -hmm. And it's it's dangerous to do, so that's why, I mean. He when, ended up running I, into I, that shot because of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And when I do it, I'll throw a couple strikes southpaw and then switch right back immediately. And sure. You, and use that switch back to orthodox as a way to retreat. Or manage but distance or yeah. get in. Or yeah, just, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Or load a and, yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. Well, I think John Dotson having the speed advantage was the reason that it ultimately worked out in his favor because if you're the the guy that's trying to catch that guy, you got to have really quick reflexes and be really fast so that when they're bouncing in and out and blitzing, you can catch them on the blitz, right? So sometimes if you're faster than them and that's your approach a la, you know, Leon Machida for a lot of a lot of his fights coming up, it can be effective. It's just not um it doesn't incur as much damage, I guess, but 
Yeah, but you also see where the blitzing kind of style fails with people like Holly for some of her last few fights where she lost because she can't couldn't really get Cowboy Gaethje. Yeah. It fails for a lot of people, yeah. honestly. I feel you, like, yeah. You have to have the crazy blitz- speed and athleticism like John Dotson yeah, does. Yeah, but well, the blitzing style also comes from, I don't know what to throw, so I'm just going to go forward and throw what I have. And yeah. the truth is... Uh, I, I don't like the blitzing style. I think uh, uh, there's so many other options, and it's such a dangerous thing to do to blitz forward. A lot of times hands your chin's down, up. Your chin's up. Yeah. Like, yeah, so usually that happens either out of frustration or you just don't know what to throw. You don't know how to handle the situation, so you just go forward. That's usually what happens with blitzing styles. I'll counter that real quickly, though. The kind of Kyokushin karate or point style karate, karate over years like has found some little ways here and there to be effective in real fighting, I guess, to, to, for lack of a better word. And that's part of it. But like to Bama's point, like unless you're Raymond Daniels, unless you're someone that's been able to translate those skills, which is very rare and not easy to do, it, it's not going to be as effective overall. Well, like, yeah, but Raymond at, Daniels also takes a lot of angles and doesn't. He's linear with his kicks and his straight punches, but he's very. He doesn't throw like forty punches. And pull someone all the way across the cage. Sure, he doesn't just <laughs> go in straight difference. lines. Yeah, yeah he's not going straight lines. Huge difference. Well, look at like Robert Whitaker has that style. He's really good with it too. Like with pretty much everyone else he's fought, but, but he got Adesanya caught. He was able caught him real good with it. He was able to olay his ass. He was like Matador, <laughs> but stayed just yeah. close enough in the pocket with his long reach to be able to catch him at the end of the exchanges. That was crazy. Back too, which is that's yeah. a world champion kickboxer too. It's not a uh, it's not someone yeah. whose background is <laughs> MMA. It's yeah, yeah, who's fought you know jason wellness and knows what he's he looking fought, at you got knocked out but he was really doing well against Pereira. i mean yeah. it, it just is what it is that's you know? true uh, that's a great uh teaser for later on in the show the next second segment when we go over ufc 248 i'm fucking pumped about that fight but, but dodson doesn't deserve this much talk so let's i know forward. i know i thought about that <laughs> let's too. move forward i thought about that too okay uh so nate you got one point on that we'll talk yes, about I that did. later and then uh t- Pound for pound, best nickname in MMA, the Dirty Bird, Tim Means, one of my favorite fighters. I heard an interview with of him going up to the, in the lead up to this fight. He had lost uh, one or two like close friends or maybe even a family member recently to like a car accident or something bad, and he was super emotional going into this fight. And I know most of the time that's not the best, uh, but for him, he just in the interview seemed extremely focused and ready to just get into a fist fight, and that's what he kept saying, you know. And so I was really rooting for him. I'm already rooting for him because he's a fan. I'm a fan of his. And then with all that going on, Daniel Rodriguez, the opponent, was making his UFC debut. He was the short notice replacement, and it ended up going his way. Um, I think you guys saw this one, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and lean on this. You guys go first over here. No, yes, no. But, all right, Jeremy, go. Why don't you go ahead? Tim, uh, Tim Means was doing great in the first round um, until he got caught at literally the last second, and then after that, it looked like Rodriguez just turned up his boxing and just kind of picked him apart till the very end. Uh, I don't think Tim Means got his got his brains back after that knockdown, though. He seemed pretty out of it just the way he was moving acting and everything like that he definitely got rocked hard yeah daniel rodriguez's strike his boxing as you alluded to was very explosive and it definitely um was effective when it landed it was it wasn't landing all the time it wasn't the most accurate but when it landed it was definitely effective daniel rodriguez you could tell tim means was more of a well-refined more um well-rounded you know higher level martial artist in terms of his technical abilities uh, but Daniel Rodriguez, man, it was his UFC debut. He was up and ready to go. He rose to the occasion, kept pressing the action, and yeah. wouldn't be denied. So, Nate, you know, you saw this one, Nate? Um, I saw the highlights. Uh, the, I just want to explain the reason why I picked Daniel Rodriguez from from last time. Oh yeah, I remember. Is because when I when I looked at his record, he had one loss, and it was a split decision. And it was and uh, but it was like early on in his career and his professional career. But every fight that he's had, his last nine fights have all been finishes. Yeah. Like, the guy's an absolute finisher. He's a finisher. So when I saw this, I said, well, Tim Means is a ven- veteran for sure in the sport. 
But um, this guy's young. He's fresh. Um, not only that, but he's finished all his opponents. And the only loss that he has is to a via split decision, which could have gone either way. It was very debatable. Um, but uh, my main pick was like, okay, this guy's a young, almost uh, pretty much an undefeated 10-1 and savage. And he's about to fight this veteran who's 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 been through a lot, taken a lot of beatings. And uh, this this guy, I think Daniel Rodriguez is going to be a good prospect in the UFC. I think he's going to go play. He's, a, he's mean, a finisher for he's, sure. He's going to get some good some good fights after beating Tim Means on his UFC debut. I wanted to counter that with, I, I get where you're coming from. I think for me, one of the, the reluctancies I have to like put confidence in a UFC debuter is that when you look at their record, even if they you know have mostly finishes and stuff, a lot of times it's, you know, I, I don't know the level of, of uh, talent that they're facing in the regional promotions. I don't know who it is that they're getting these knockouts over and who it is that they're beating, you know, in the first oh, round. Oh, yeah, I didn't like recognize that. a single name. But. Yeah, but so, you know, it's kind of a coin flip. Sometimes UFC debuters can come out and definitely shock you compared to what you think about this grizzled veteran that's yeah. been in there for a long time, or they can come out and just be, you know, a UFC debuter. You know, get nervous under the lights. The level of competition they fought in the regional scene wasn't anything like the UFC, and then they crumble. So it's tough for me to, like, it's... It, it's they're an unknown for me, so it's always tough for me to go with them. But credits yeah, to you, that was, that was yeah, a good call. It, it was a tough, it was a tough pick, but I, I mean, I hate to say this, but like Tim Means has been in a long time and hasn't obtained a title, and he's been going through a lot, like you said. And I'll admit, I I do have a this, problem for like still rooting fresh. for grizzled veterans that I want with uh, my yeah. heart to do well and shit like and that. Yeah. And you got this young savage who's pretty much finishing all his opponents. And you're right, you know, there are not many people that we, we don't. I didn't know a lot of the guys that he fought, fought or faced, but at the same time, obviously the UFC knew him and and, and recognized him. And if he got a shot in the op in the opportunity to fight in the UFC, he's not fighting any schmucks. So you never know, you, but you never know. Yeah. So, um, but I just, I just thought this guy's young, fresh. He's a finisher. He lost only split decisions. So he's going to come out to kill Tim means. And if, and Tim means has been in a long time, he's a little older. He's going to be a little slower. So I thought, you know, this guy's going to have an advantage. Yeah. I mean, I can see all that. And he is, did you catch it? We talked, you talked about this already. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then you guys didn't catch anything to the main card. All right. Well, let's jump straight over to the main card. Uh, Land of Anata. Groovy. Yes, sir. Defeats uh, Yancey Medeiros. Man, I was. This was a tough fight for me to pick. I I love both guys. I'm a big fan of Yancey Medeiros, um, and as, of course Land of Anata. Um, why don't you go ahead and start, Logan, on this one? Uh, I actually didn't see this card. I just saw. I honestly saw the Brock Weaver um situation. Mm, gotcha. I saw Sanchez, and then I saw um, Jan. But I would have been. This one would have been super hard for me to pick as well. Mm -hmm. um, I always want to see Yancey do well. Yeah. Um, I just like him as a person um, and a fighter, so I kind of get in the, that same um, boat as you with picking someone who's uh, like a, a, a favorite of it's mine tough. over it's someone tough. who maybe would have won. But I, I think I still would have liked him in that, that matchup. I think he's got um, – he's just a dog. So I, I want to see him do better. He's a vegan. That's kind of cool. No, I, I completely agree with you. I, I have a tough time um, not going against people that I, I like personally, uh, but I like them. I look like them both. At the same time, it's one of those things. Like I feel like I think we talked about it on the show. What do you? What's your guys' take? A little tangent. Um, someone that you've seen their career over the course of a good amount of time and you like them. I think this is kind of what made you want to vote for Holly than the last time when you were on the episode, uh, Bama. Um, so someone that you've seen their career, you've seen them have success. And so like the combination of your affinity towards them as well as seeing them have success, maybe 
two, three, four, five fights ago. So like we can't detach ourselves from their ability to, to achieve that success, and we can't uh, accept maybe that they're over the hill, they've lost a step, or who, whatever it is. Uh, those. What do you guys think? Like, what is does that contribute to you? picking or wanting or rooting for people that you, you kind of know in your head maybe don't, don't stand a chance oh i i do that 100 percent um especially with someone like yancey where you've seen them have a like fight of the year type mm-hmm. of fight um and i have so much respect for all of these guys and gals just for doing what they do and it's so hard to do and compete at that level i'm sure um I think that makes it even more difficult for people who are kind of in the game. You might think that they'd be, they'd have an inside track and more information, but no, you have relationships and you have your your like you said your respect for them even step foot in the cage in the first place. So it could kind of cloud your emotions and make you pick with emotion. Yeah, with know. with fights like that, I always just say I just want to see a good fight. Yeah, you know I mean? exactly. I just want to see both of them exactly. put on a good display and it not be something where, you know, even Some, like yeah. the DQs that happen. Um, and we'll touch on them later, but those are, those are still the byproduct of what is just a good fight. You know what I mean? People yeah. you're in the moment and something like that happens. We can talk about it later, but yeah, Yancey's a, a G. So yeah. I definitely go with like my heart on stuff all the time. Yeah. Well, Bama did, uh, you have something to say right there? Uh, oh, not particular, but I mean, yeah, you obviously have like a, a built in bias from being a fan of someone, seeing them have a success just cause they're dipping off a little bit. Say, oh, well, I mean, yeah, everyone's going to go through. Like, this is a hard game. Exactly. Yeah, Yeah. it's extremely. You don't know what's going on. They're going to rally this time. You don't know. They're they're focused. They're kicking ass. They're going to rally this time. Yeah. Yeah. You you don't know if they were sick. You don't know, like, what if the weight cut was shitty. That's true. Yeah. You don't know know any of these things. All you see is the media buildup. It's all hype. Obviously, they're not going to show any any kind of weakness or because they don't want their opponent. Yeah, to no, completely. So agree. we we have no idea. Then they go in there and then they have a bad performance and everyone just we like only see that shooting. end result. Like, well, you get in there and do it, or you even just go to practice for a week and see how you feel. Like this stuff is gnarly on your body, and all I'm doing is kickboxing. I'm not going to like wrestling practice on top yeah. of it, jujitsu, all this other stuff. But like the kickboxing is gnarly on your Brutal, body too yeah. like you, you see kickboxers and boxers go through this kind of like any kind of fighter you you want to root for i mean yeah it's a, it's a tough game and i mean boxing is a little more harsh on it you lose like one or two fights and people oh, are yeah. saying your career's over yeah like when anthony joshua did the rematch against was, andy ruiz everyone's like oh if he loses this one it's, it's over. done and i'm like uh no, Olympic no, gold medalist he was a world <laughs> champion and uh for multiple uh sanctioning bodies and now he works and at then, chick-fil-a <laughs> <laughs> it makes no sense it's like you don't think he's gonna come back and still smash people so it's kind of like that kind of thought process and also thinking like oh 32 33 even like 36 isn't like sure. that old in my head so it's like okay they're still young and they can get after it and with yeah, regards so, to so, age, it's like always weird yeah. because there's like fight age, how long you've been doing this versus exactly. your actual yeah, age. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So their fight age is typically like you've been doing it forever. Yeah. So. Well, in Germany, I was going to ask you real quick. Kind of, we look at them like sometimes we compartmentalize. I feel like where they're not even human beings. Like it's like uh, on a video game. Okay, they lost versus this way, this person. So now we're doing MMA math, <laughs> and then they've they've like uh, degraded in their their overall rating or something. Right. It's like, but to Bama's point, there's so many different things that go into it. Their weight cut could. could blow their immune system then they got sick and they still went out there and did you have no idea what's going on so uh with you and i feel like most people everybody in this room hopefully um 
tries to consider all those nuances and just it always gives a little bit of a hope for maybe their next performance if you're a fan of theirs and considers or speculates to all these other reasons why they maybe didn't perform and that can make us hold on a little bit too long in terms of a betting perspective yeah it's like carlos gondit for me oh same it's like that really hurts same. to watch like yeah it's getting subbed by chizzy or, or how did you say chizia yeah kiesa um, kiesa kiesa and then uh, also when he when he came back the time before that against damian maya, maya it was like within yeah. the first round he yeah. just rode him out and choked him out oh. so i met uh damian maya is also a mother yeah. i know <laughs> i like, know you're right yeah you're right it's for for Tyrone Woodley to be as explosive and powerful and have like the knockout power he does to fight him the way that he did tells you it doesn't matter how old how old Damian yeah. Maya is he will drag you into deep water. And well, he's even in his last couple fights. Yeah, Go he, ahead. he's Jeremy? a savage. No, just say he'll squeeze the fuck out of you. Yeah, I think uh, Carlos Condit's a great example of that. There's a lot of examples. Do you have an example, Nate? Someone that like you couldn't let go of in terms of like still betting, even though you kind of knew it was against the better, you know, your Honestly, better for judgment. For me, it was Donald Baloney, bro. Yeah, I love Donald Cerrone. I just love his attitude. I like uh, his lifestyle. I wouldn't say the. I just know he's like a down to earth guy, and he's willing to fight anybody. And uh, I really wanted, you know, after he had his kid, he was really uh, all about like really becoming the champion. Finally, he's Same like, you know focus, what, I'm gonna go yeah. for the belt. And I knew it was his last chance, and so every fight since his, his child was born, I wanted to see Donald, like... Since that Alex Hernandez fight I just, we yeah, watched. Dude, yeah, dude, since that, that I wanted to one. see him, I just wanted to see him, I wanted to see him grab gold, and I wanted to, and um, I just think he's, uh, I just like his personality, I like I like him as a person, I like that he's down to fight anyone, so for, for a while, it was really just Donald, uh, Donald was really the only person who I was like, man... I would bet Donald regardless of what, sure. what, what I felt. Because, I felt that way, too. But I had know. to go with Connor in that one. Uh, oh, I, I, I mean, I predicted Connor yeah, as well. No. So any particular fighter for you, Logan, you could say? Mike BJ Penn's got to be the ultimate. Oh, uh, yeah. Mike might be the ultimate, ultimate. Especially, <laughs> hopefully he's okay right now. I for know he real. Just had some, he was in the news he, lately, so yes. I don't want to talk about anything I don't really know about. But, sure. Um, he just gets in a lot of trouble over there in Hawaii. Well, yeah, and, and I mean, he's like a he's like a king over there, you know what I mean? And yeah. I think he's he doesn't he might have a little bit too much time on his hands for the type of person he is and the individual. I mean, it takes a certain kind of crazy to to do what he did. I mean, you have to think about I mean, he fought Leona Machida, yeah, at like he's heavyweight, yeah, yeah. Like, he's crazy. He is a legend of the sport and is never gonna it's never gonna change in his mind. And he he he's earned it, but it's one of those things. You're right, it's tough. You're over there. You're yeah. treated that way. And he's said it multiple times that he's only the most healthy when he's in camp, when he's focused on trying to fight and, and do these things. So it's like it's tough when you're at the later stage of your career. It's like you got to find another thing to do, a way to transition out. And it mm -hmm. seems like he's having a tough time doing that. Yeah. Yeah. So I wish him all the best. Mm. All right. Well, um, that's going to lead us into the next fight. Uh, Rodrigo Borg. I can't yeah. say it. Bontorin versus Ray Borg. Ray Borg missed weight again. I believe this is fourth time. Yeah. Something. Bad. Bama, you might have something to say about that. He's pulled out of so many fights. Uh, I mean, yeah, just fuck everybody who misses weight. For real. But I have <laughs> a, I have a bit of a personal sting to this. But I mean, look, I get it. People miss weight. And For sure. If you're a professional and you've been doing it a while, you've made weight consistently. And I hate to say this about him because I like the guy. I like the individual. He's got a great story with like his special needs kid, kid and, yeah. and, and all these other things. But he's missed weight, I believe, four times. And and he and he's gone even gone up to I believe I have to look at the stats, but this one okay was it flyweight? Yeah, so he's gone up to uh, bantamweight and even missed weight there once. So it's that's it's that's like unacceptable. I don't like I don't yeah. know. Once is 
still bad to me. Yeah. You're whether I'm an amateur and I'm, I've never done that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, you it and it sucks and it's hard to do and I understand that. But this is this is your life. You know what I mean? And you yeah. chose this. Commit to it. Make weight like. And I'm not trying to be sexist, part, but he's not a chick, so he's not going to have bloating or his period or something random physiologically that's going mean, to come I get up. Hungry. I'm hungry. I know how it is. <laughs> I like I get it. Trust me, I mean, <laughs> cut weight and it, it sucks, but it's like, but, come on. I mean, nobody wants to sit in like a hot bathtub, cut eight pounds in a but night, you nine do pounds it, after you've worked out. But after you do it. Sauna suit and sat in the sauna, come home. That's the last thing you do. You go to bed thirsty, hungry, pissed off at the world. Like you want to rehydrate, you want to eat, you want to chow down. But the discipline is what's have, required, yeah. and you do and what's you required. Have, you have to have that mental toughness. Yeah, and when the other guy doesn't show up, you're the one who who is shortchanged. You know what I mean? You put in the hard work. You did everything you're supposed to do. Which just happened to just both of these guys talking right now, so I can totally understand. <laughs> yeah, well, my guy uh, bl- blew out his freaking name. Oh, that's right. That's right. Hey, Jeremy, what were you saying real quick? I was going to say, in, in, uh, in regards to Ray Borg, he's pulled out of fights 10 times in the last five years. Holy shit. For Come injuries, on. and then there's been... Four missed weights. Yeah. Okay. The, so the injuries is more understandable. Yeah. Because like we sure. were saying earlier, like this shit isn't hard on yeah. your body. And like, if you're kickboxing, you're eating those leg kicks, and your knees get fucked up. I mean, that's right. That's a lot more understandable than you not having the willpower and the discipline and the professionalism to make weight. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm 100%. cool with the guy that pulled out of my fight. He like blew his knee out. So right. I I get it. I would have killed him if he came in there with one leg. One thing I was. Yeah. He would have killed him either way. Yeah. But. One thing I was going to ask you, Jeremy, which is relate, which relates, and maybe you could look this up, is that um, I don't know what the exact stats are now overall, but in general, for the last couple years, the people uh, since the IV ban, and uh, which is around the institution of USADA, but a little bit after, but since the IV ban, the number of people that have missed weight and then won their fight was like close up in like the seventies and seventy five percent percentile. So it's almost like some people have used the term sanction cheating. It's like, yeah, I'm going to give you thirty percent of my purse or whatever, but if I get my win bonus, then I'm still making more than if I lost the fight. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what exactly to say about it, but in general, the whole premise, everyone in this room make fucking weight or go up, like go up. And it's just, it's unfortunate to the opponent because in this case, as I was just relating to the total of the overall people missing weight, Ray Borg, I don't remember the stat, but I saw it and it was like in the sixties, I believe uh, percentile of the fights that he's missed weight to the ones that he's won. So it's like anytime that he's come in with uh, a weight advantage, it's actually been an advantage in in the fight. So I've talked about this with a couple examples, but um, I think it was, um, the the girl, damn, I can't think of her name right now, uh, but she missed weight by like four and a half pounds. And so we McKenzie were talking. Dern? No, it was the Hispanic chick that trains with Justin Buckholz now. And he used to train at Alpha Male. Calvillo? Yes. Thank you. So she's missed weight by like four and a half pounds last time. If you miss weight by that much, okay, and like I said earlier, if you're a chick, maybe this is beyond my depth. So it might have something physiological that happened. I don't know. But that to me signals somebody that didn't think they were going to make it or didn't want like you said, what you were talking about in the bath, and then decided to, to quit early and take yeah. the fucking hit and then try to have a, be hydrated and take the weight advantage and use yeah. it. Four pounds is a lot of weight. And I don't want to say it's related, you know, physio- physiological, because you got 90 other women on this roster that all make weight. Sure. So, so for that small percentage, what it comes down to is the individual and, and being lazy or not preparing properly. Um, so It's one of those things. And a lot yeah, of four and a half pounds is a lot. A lot of like a lot of female athletes that I've ever known that are like really high level. A lot of them, and I could be completely out of turn here, but a lot of them get like that shot where they don't even 
Oh yeah, yeah, you know yeah. What I mean, yeah. Uh, like they don't even have to deal with it. To. I know track runners do that, like for sure, like Olympic level people. But I feel like if you're in the UFC, especially if you have a um, any chick, any I, title shot, I don't know be. if we have any because my stats. I got a lot of cool stats about who listens to the show, but it does not tell me demographics. So I don't know if any chicks are listening to this. But if any girls listen to this right now. I'm fucking a bunch of five dudes. We're all in idiots, room. so yeah, we're I, fucking, and I'm stoned. So. We don't know what the name of the shot is. That doesn't you don't cycle or whatever. But that totally makes sense for high level athletes. Just one less thing, you know what I mean? One less thing to deal with. Um, but yeah, it's it's interesting, man. So Ray Borg ultimately ends up winning his fight by uh, uh, I think it was unanimous decision. So Ray Out- Borg, go get your shot. Start making weight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Out wrestled him and ended up you know the size advantage. And he's a local boy, uh, Arizona, not New Mexico, but he was a local boy. Lando's a local boy in New Mexico. So a lot of the local uh, fighters ended up doing well this uh, tonight. Um, real quick though, we're gonna take a, a quick break. We'll be back. We're gonna finish up the. Fight Night 167, Rio Rancho, and then we'll uh, move on from there. So give us one second. Stay put. All right, guys, we're back. Uh, we're going to go ahead and start with the this segment with Brock Weaver taking on uh, Rodrigo Vargas. Uh, Brock Weaver ends, Brock up, ends up winning a, disqualif- winning a decision by disqualification. Who was it? Bama, was it you that sent something that says they write it weird when they write the decision on if you get disqualified? Who was that? No, I said that. That was you? Yeah. Okay, so expl- I totally understand. Explain to everybody why that seems weird to you, why that's confusing when you look at it. I uh, maybe it's just on Google itself, but when you look at it and it says disqualification under their name, I was like, so he got DQ. Yes. And then, <laughs> exactly. But I was like, wait, he's got a green check mark. So he, wait, no, 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 he did win. And I don't know what I was, you know. No, I totally saw it. When on. you said that and I looked, I was like, that does make it weird because it puts the word disqualification underneath the person who won because yeah. it's the green check mark and it circles them. It's because they won via disqualification. disqualification. Exactly. You know. But it, like, it's still confusing. It, we yeah. like the D- person that the got DQ term is like the losing term yes. so it should be winner and then the other guy should show disqualification yeah. Right yeah yeah and then i could be like oh that guy won because that guy did something illegal yeah. oh exactly. <laughs> yeah it'd be yeah. easier all right well let me just have i want to lean to logan and bama you guys go ahead and start because you guys saw this one and uh give us your thoughts on the fight in general and then the disqualification and how it all went down I'll more just talk about um, Brock's attitude afterwards because um, I think that's just as much of a takeaway as anything. Yeah. Um, How about that weigh-in, dude? The fucking yeah. headdress and pa- face he's, paint? He's, he's <laughs> something else, dude. That guy, I love that guy. Um, I think he's, like I said earlier about, um, I don't even remember, Yancey, I think. The certain level of crazy it takes to do this, I, he's got all of it and then like some. You yeah. know what I mean? He's like, and he even said, he's like, I lost that fight. You know what I mean? He... Sure. And and he didn't. You know what I mean? You got hit with something illegally, and and the rules are the rules, and this is a sport. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I would be pissed, too, if it's outside the rules because it's like, well, if we're doing that, then let's just do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you would know to think to block for that if if it was inside the rules. He said, like, you could see him mouthing it to even the ref when the ref was telling him that he waved it off. He's like, I don't want to win like that. He's like, I don't want to win like that. Yeah, it's like, I mean, you – like you had uh, mentioned kind of earlier when we were talking about it with uh, Anthony Smith, they gave him like a, a big decision. I mean, it's a little different, not entirely the same situation, but yeah, um, you had a good point though. He would have been excessively ridiculed had he taken the you know light heavyweight title off of disqualification. <laughs> but yeah. I mean, they, I mean, to give Brock that option, I mean, give him five minutes and then you know, what I mean, review what you need to review or do what you want to do. Sure. But, um, 
I don't. I mean, it's you gotta look out for their health at the end of the day. Yeah, because so he was pretty that, much out. Yeah, he got that's cracked. That's the biggest thing. So I mean, but yeah, it was a cool. It was a cool way to respond to that situation, though, for sure. Yeah, that dude's a warrior. And Bama, you had something to say about like where he's from, right? Oh yeah, shout out to Mobile, Alabama, baby. Mobile, uh, yeah, that's Woo! where I'm moseyed on over here from. I so, love my sister yeah. too. Yeah, <laughs> so roll tide, roll tide. Uh, yeah, no. So I was rooting for him before uh, I even saw the most egregious illegal knee I think I've seen. I pro- I'm sure I've seen more terrible shit like that, but yeah, that, that was. Uh, that I don't even get how you could call it an accident. Yeah, I feel like the other but, guy was like almost so like seeing red, like super pissed. No, for sure. Yeah, oh, like sure. didn't and, even think about the rules at that point. And there's like the thing, like you're in a, you're in the moment, you're in a fight, like Logan was saying earlier. But yeah, like, God damn, that was a great. <laughs> <laughs> it was pretty uh, bad. But uh, no, the way he handled it, I I would have been way more pissed off and just like, yo, what the hell? But, but like he he handled it like a champ, and yeah, I I agree with Logan. I really like his attitude because. I mean, yeah, if it's a street fight, you, you're going to lose that and no one's going to be able to be there and wave it off. And that was kind of his mentality, which yeah. shows you like, the kind, yeah, he's, he's going to bring it. He's going to be a fun guy to watch and he's going to be someone who's like, yeah, he's going to be, yeah, he's just going to be an entertaining figure for the UFC. And yeah, he was, I didn't think he was winning the first round up to that point. He had some good moments, but I mean, sure. you, you had two. You had the rest of that round. Like he had a full minute left, just about, and then two more rounds. Had yeah, he not gone out, and he so, did have some success. Yeah. I wouldn't. I mean, it was a closer round than you no, know. For, it oh, wasn't like sure. it was a walk. He wasn't getting completely yeah. walkthrough. Yeah. Totally, yeah. But but he but he was gonna lose that round. I I thought. But yeah, at the I same, think yeah but, for sure. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, I mean, I I think had he not gone out for that second and they gave him the opportunity he would have taken it and he, he, he would not have won that way yeah if which, it wasn't that I mean, if he wasn't like pretty much out yeah yeah which kind of speaks to like having good coaches is good because sometimes you're too tough for your own good damn right yeah but uh, but yeah so that's all i'll say about that to not berate this point so we sure. can move on but. yeah uh, jeremy you have anything to put last minute last no minute? nothing to add to that okay and then uh so montella de la rosa we talked about this earlier she ended up cleaning up when her husband dropped you know laid an egg earlier in the night good for her though she ended up coming uh five round, or sorry third round decision unanimous over uh borea Brea had a lot of hype coming up. Behind, uh, I think she's a uh, second fight in the UFC, and uh, she made it a competitive fight. But Montana De La Rosa's wrestling ended up being the difference. She took her down several times, uh, lateral drops, and just ended up controlling the majority of the fight on top, and ultimately ended up make, uh, winning the fight. Uh, and then so that's that, my kickbox, <laughs> right? Uh, Diego Sanchez. Oh my gosh, ladies and gentlemen. So I didn't realize last week when we did our picks that Michelle Pajeda. I forgot who it was that he was the guy that's like the backflip <laughs> back guy, crazy the guy. guy that got Asked himself out of versus Connolly last time and ended up losing the fight during um, his five minute walkout. Was yeah. that? Oh, was this? Do you see, the, yes. you see the cut yeah. man guy that in the, in the circle that's trying to put the Vaseline on him? He's like, "Let's fucking go!" Let's I would have poked him in the eye. He was, was so man. pissed. I would have just over Vaselined him. Yeah, put it in his face. Just all up on his, his eyes. eyeballs. Oh, yes, I would should like clog his nose with it. Like, oh, we can't breathe. Uh, we don't breathe in there. You already gassed out without. This stuff. Well, He's earlier really in the night, we talked about how this was the first. It was historic in the sense that this was the first UFC event that ended up with two disqualifications by a legal knee to a downed opponent. So this one ended up having a controversial ending in uh, round three, three minutes and nine seconds of round three. And I'll go ahead and let Nate start with this one. Nate, why don't you go over this one? We were oh, texting back man. and forth. Why don't you go ahead and tell everybody how 
this is one of those examples because we've talked oh, about yeah. previous episodes how I don't know how to trust my gut and I always switch last minute. Yes, yes. Well, I was losing he pretty bad, last minute, so yeah. I switched last minute to Michelle Pajeda yeah. and I <laughs> fucking would have won. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Let's go back to just the 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 the. The text. All right. So the, the, the text? he just he texted me. He said, "Hey, Diego's." He says, "I'm nervous, but I'm gonna switch to um, you know, what's his face?" Pajeda. Um, and I said, "All right." I said, "How'd it go?" He said, "In second round." And then I went and pulled up my ESPN app. I said, "Okay, I can watch it now." And I said, "Oh man!" And then Dustin said, "Diego's doing pretty good so far. But he's getting caught with hard shots, a bunch of body so- shots." And then I replied. True. And then I replied. Typical. He will probably lose if he does. If it goes the distance, Diego will need to finish him. Um. He's and then Dustin said, "We'll see, homeboy. If if homeboy cannot gas and let Diego be Diego." And then my last response was, "A legal knee to the max." <laughs> <laughs> um. Fuck. You know, Diego was definitely getting caught. Um, Diego was very linear and kept getting caught with like right hook or left hooks, and then he was. Uh, and he was then, trying um, to fight on the outside. Yes, and and he <laughs> was a just very long person. Yeah. Yes, and then um and then when he when he would try to come in, he was just way out of range, and uh, he was moving way more than he should have been. He wasn't trying to really go for the takedown. I I, I you know noticeably some, the smaller fighter yeah. fighting at his natural weight. Yeah. What was with that hand thing he uh, was doing? <sighs> it's very interesting. Like, I, I've never seen it, him it's do his that. New coach. That's for warding yeah. off the, it's it's new for the shadow. <laughs> It's, it's the shadow. It's the shadow. It's he was warding shadow. off the shadow with yes. that. Oh, my um, God. Well, Self, it's the school of self-awareness. If I can't, you watch any of his interviews. I can't <laughs> say that Diego was getting horribly beat. He wasn't. He was just getting outpointed, outclassed. Um, but the shots that were landed were, like, were, were a lot harder. Yeah, and, and very noticeable. Um, but the, also, the knee was very legal. Like, it was very... But Okay. Uh, real quick. I, I'll let Jeremy <laughs> go next. Go ahead. You don't, you don't, you disagree? No, I agree. I think, I think Pajeda was beating the crap out of him for the most part. But the end, he, I think Pajeda was going, I think he need Diego in the body and drop Diego with the body shot. Oh, he did. No, absolutely. And and I I was like, yes, he's going to finish him right here. Oh, so Diego was just like, take my head instead. (laughs) Yeah, he did. That body shot hurt. It was a solid left knee to his body. He was teeping the crap out of him. Oh, yeah. He took several of those knees to the body. Several of them and several of those teeps. So he was definitely hurt in the body. And I'm glad you brought that up because he did drop him with another hard, clean knee to the body. Dropped Diego. And then I saw a tweet online. I think it was from Aaron Bronstetter. But... Uh, or I'm not exactly sure. I'm sorry. Uh, but the point of the tweet was is that if you're in that much control of a fight over the course of three rounds, for you to not have like the self awareness or like the, the you know, um, what's the word? Like contain yourself basically to not throw such an egregious illegal strike when you're in that much control of the fight. Uh, like you know, the other guy was more of in the heat of the battle. It was a closer exchange. It was the first round. He was kind of seeing red, not thinking straight. Uh, Michelle Pajeda was in full control, was about to win this fight in a couple more minutes when it was over. Um, and so for him to not be able to contain himself and throw that illegal of a strike when he was, you know, like I said, not threatening that much in, in control, it was, you know, Diego, that, uh, everyone can say what they want to say about him taking the DQ because you, everyone, like, who, you guys saw this one, yes? Yeah. Okay, I want you guys to speak on this because you, you sat there and watched him think about it, be a veteran, think about yeah. the outcome and make his decision. Go for it. Um, my, my, I think I kind of disagree with that um, tweet to a certain extent. Like, I mean, and but maybe it, my problem is more with the rule. I think, like they said, it, it's a solid need to the body that uh, that started this whole thing, right? This guy's the fight is more or less over. It, when you get dropped with a hard left knee to the the liver, if he would have just finished with this flurry of punches, it would have yeah, stopped. He, he could have took a step back, 
through two left hooks and a right cross and probably finish the fight. But at the same time, if you fold and you get hit with another knee, you're moving fast. This is a fight. Mm-hmm. Look at what happened with like even f- to bring it kind of and make it similar to our gym. Matt at the U.S. Open mm. cracked some kid. Yeah, the kid dropped and Matt fed him like three <laughs> knees to the face in a row. And this is an amateur Muay Thai event. If you drop and it, you know what I mean. I think there should be like a, a not like a oh no you're allowed to because you dropped him, but maybe like a half second tolerance to like be like okay let's look at this and decide whether this is really a DQ because you're already done right here. There's you're two losing things. the entire fight. Well, he didn't step back and then like look and then knee him again. Sure, in the yeah, face. you're right. So, I, so I it was more kind of in, agree with that. in the flurry. So two things. One, if if you're talking about like the um, it, it's called like coincidental contact. The same consideration that they give for like if you throw a fucking high kick over somebody's shoulder and they don't see it because that's the te- type of technique that you're throwing with that kick, it can intentionally go over their shoulder and it's it's blinded by their shoulder and it's and it coincidentally or incidentally can wrap around the back of their head part of your foot your instep well yeah that's what what we're going for sure i get you but my point is is that same consideration is given to someone that throws a high kick to the head that there's parts of your leg and foot that may end up wrapping around the back and then that's now part of the back of the head strike and so i can see that like what you're saying is like in motion if someone's dropping while a knee is kind of thrown then it could be considered more like incidental contact or incidental uh in terms of intentional versus incidental there's a lot of things we can go into we talked about it last week in terms of the rules and the judging and things in terms of changing these rules um but i I tend to agree with your with your point and your premise but i feel like diego like the time between the two knees he was definitely down and just there for the picking so granted yes michelle wasn't like didn't have malicious intent i don't feel like but to me it was it was it was the heat of the moment considerable heat of the moment he landed a hard knee he pulled him down again, threw a, a right knee, but didn't realize that when he threw that knee, that Diego was on it. Had on sat both to knees. his butt. Right. And, sat and then, to his butt, and, yeah. then um, and then homeboy's, uh, what, how do you pronounce his last name? Piera? Piera. His reaction was, no, he grabbed me. He grabbed both my, my like legs like for a for, double leg. Yeah. But he grabbed you when he was on all fours all pretty fours, much. Yeah. So, you know, it was heat of the moment. Honestly, it was a, I wouldn't say it's a rookie mistake, but it, it's a heat of the moment mistake. He did knee him when he was on... I when saw he was on the ground, and it's just like, unfortunate. Talking it just about happens. how many DQs this guy's going to get. Yeah. Just in general. Yeah. He, yeah, he's just. A matter of time. But I mean, look at him. He's sporadic. He does backflips and crazy things. Like, he doesn't think. Yeah, he's crazy. <laughs> he bro. can't slow down. So you already can tell his mind is racing. So in the heat of the moment, he got DQ'd, you know? It just And and I don't think this one was nearly as bad as the. No. The, no. The, the one earlier in the night. No. Like, this was a lot more understandable. And honestly. And, and a lot of people are going to ridicule Diego for sitting there and saying, well. Uh, do I win if I get the DQ and like kind of all this? Yeah, stuff. he was like, just like, trying he was to think it out. About the result and just, just trying to make sure. But to think I it mean, out. he was gashed open and cut. I don't know. I Amy, he was it, lo- it, he it was kinda, losing the fight. He needed sucked. the win regardless. Yeah, so. he, he did. And that that it was business at that point. Diego Sanchez. Hear, yeah. Hearing that, veteran kinda, savvy. Just like ah, I don't you don't no one no fighter likes to hear that. But at the same time, it was smart. Like, it, it, was, was smart. it was smart. It was smart. It was cut, and you did get illegally kneed yeah, in the was, head. He, got, he was losing the so fight. You he can't. Was cut you wide cannot open. say that Diego like made the wrong call. I think he made the right decision by yeah by taking yeah. by allowing so, the DC so not to go only because he got a fat cut over his yeah. eye. He got illegally hit. And, I, I'm sure it rocked him because yeah. head is a and you have giant. Yeah, Dude. yeah, and you have to think about this from this perspective. How well are you? Like he was already doing 
bad in the in the first two rounds. He wasn't keeping up. He knew so that, imagine yeah. how hard it would be to keep up and be completely brain dead after getting kneed in the face. Yeah, absolutely. It, you're, you're not there anymore. So now the third round is even like, man, I don't know. Like It's it's unfair because now you're going to the third round getting illegally kneed in the face, and now you, you can't even think straight. You're already a deficit. It's so, and, you're, and you're already at a deficit before that. So now it's even harder. So And him being older and he was losing that fight, he, he's not in a position for a loss. So unfortunately and fortunately he took – unfortunately with what he said, it kind of, it's kind of like, oh, man, yeah, that's not Yeah, you're mic'd up and we can see his reasoning yeah. about it. But at the same time, he was losing and he, and, and he did get illegally kneed in the face. And, so? yeah. and he, 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 he's had he so many win. savage moments yeah. throughout his career where it's yeah. like, okay, that's that's excusable even if you don't agree no, it's to, it. No, like, this is totally excusable. This guy comes to yes. fight sure. every yeah. single this time. This is totally excusable. I don't think Diego's a, a pussy for doing this. So I, I, hope, I hope he goes back to Jackson Wink. Because he looked a hell of a lot better when he was there. Yeah. I, have so, I have something to say. I'm going to button this or, up or, talking or about someone. him. Sorry, Jeremy. We're just running no, circles. Okay. Right. It's all good. Go ahead. But what I, I was, think is. <laughs> I was just going to say. Um, <laughs> so, um, so, Nate, what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think Diego should honestly think about hanging him up, honestly. Um, yeah. He doesn't look great, and his mind doesn't seem like he's in the best place either. I um, think he's stuck in the shadow. Stuck in the shadow completely. No, he wasn't. That's what his hand was. He was keeping I know, the just shadow out. Keeping he was, the shadow he away. When fighters start to get that kind of like erratic and stuff, I just start like worrying about their health. And, and I know he health. has a lot of personal and issues. He's had too, these issues years prior to this fight. And this right. situation with about. his you know, new coach that's that's kind that of has no actual credentials and is definitely interesting. But he can move you with just his face. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah. I can move you with my finger too. If I put my finger in my butt right now and put it in your face, guarantee you walk away from me. I have no idea about play. anything to do with this coach. What the fuck? Hold on. I'll explain. He's just a, the he's school, a guru. The he's school of self-awareness. And he's like one of those people that can touch you. We'll show you, you after the break. We'll and then show you he'll after the break. slightly move you and then try to push you again and then you don't move. Jesus but Christ, he's Diego. pushing Please you differently. go back so, to someone with credentials. I was going to say two things. One, I completely agree with uh, – this is why I'm two minds of it because I completely agree with what Logan said and I understand what both you guys said in terms of it being excusable and his past, his history and all those things. But the reason that – me is because his particular marketability if he does continue to fight uh you know jeremy i i can you know sympathize with your point i think he he's definitely done everything he could do and needs to do for the sport he's already a first bout hall of famer he could easily hang him up but for for him and his brand for lack of a better word it's about being in tough being crazy and being you know willing to put it out there all on the line so it's just unfortunate that i feel like people were able to see that reasoning point where he was thinking and talking to the judge or i'm sorry the ref and figuring out like okay yeah if this happens but in the end this guru talks shit on him or not but he whatever he did sounds some sort of magic or whatever he pulled it out of his ass and he to, won to bro help diego sanchez win in new mexico yes it was great. He, he manifested it i'm not giving him any real credits yes. but diego sanchez just can't seem to lose in new mexico i don't know what it is <laughs> but anyways that was a great fight congrats diego um and hopefully the next one you don't get legally need in the face and hopefully uh Pieta, you can uh come back and not get dq'd and, and get a win Last two fights yes. and then controversy. Yes. Last but not least, so we got Corey Anderson versus Blackovich. This so we'll, one bummed me out. Well, then tell us why. Well, tell us why, Logan. I love Ch uh, Chael Soden because he Beast always intentionally mispronounces a lot of fighters' names. Uh, it's kind of a bit he's doing. Blavakovich. It's like Bl Blahovovich. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking good. Uh, Baloney bitch. Baklava. All right. So tell us what your expectations were on the fight and how it worked out and why you were disappointed. I don't have anything against uh, Jan at all. Um, I just like Corey Anderson. Um, 
I liked him when he was on JRE. Beast um, in 25-8. I just, yeah, I, I like his. 20, over, 21 down straight. Game of the game. His, his attitude, though, just of like, uh, you know, like, why, who are you to be better than me or to be held in sure. a higher regard than I am just because you have some title? Because at the end of the day, you bleed just like I do. Obviously, he can get knocked out, but he's also can knock anybody out. You know what I mean? What he did to Johnny Walker was impressive. And a lot of his personality came out in that fight, too. So you could see, like, kind of where he's coming from in his mindset. Yeah. Yeah. And at the, at the end of the day, he threw, like, kind of what seemed to be like a. Um, sometimes when you fight, you just throw like a probe. You know what I mean? You just throw out a weapon. and Ill-advised would be my description of it, Well, if like you, you said. You can do it, and, and you can use certain things, like, you know what I mean, like a quick teep or something like that, but you have to be quick, and it has to be defensive. And he just threw, like, a wide-open leg kick where his head and oh, jaw just opened to the side, and a guy, you're in the professional fight game. Both hands were down. Four-ounce gloves. Yeah, both hands are away from your face, and you're, you open your jaw to... And you open the rear side of your jaw. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? You open your back side. Your right side of your jaw to their power hand. And Jan Blakovich is, or however the hell you say his yeah, name that's is. pretty good. Um, he's a savage. And he put just a beautiful, like, I mean, if you watch it, it's like hard to, in real time, it's a fast, sharp, crisp right hand. And. I was bummed just because I'm, I'm a Corey fan, but I, I gained some respect for Jan with his that punch. That and was nice. He put out Luke Rockwell with the left hook, and uh, Corey Anderson throws what I call, like you're describing as what I describe or call a naked kick. I've heard other people describe it as such, with not setting anything up, even if it's just throwing hands or doing some sort of switch or movement to to initiate, so that they have to think about that while you're throwing the kick. It's like you be said, a long weapon. Yeah. There's a reason you set up low kicks with things like hooks you know what i mean mm -hmm. where you're off balancing and drawing someone's guard because you have to get a kind of up and close and your head should be offline and offline is yes. the most important you know thing I mean? when you kick yeah. offline so who else who go who have Jeremy. Someone else? no you have nothing now no, before no, you were no, like no, trying no. to talk on it hella hard <laughs> and i was i was looking at everyone like oh poor jeremy over here what? like Jeremy's got the mic and he's like pulling it close to his face and then pulling it away. I feel him. for him when you have a certain point. Sometimes if we you talk too long, the point's like gone. So you're like, all right, never mind. Jeremy, I we, can be patient. We care about you. We want to hear this, please. No, I just thought uh, Logan kind of summed it up. It was just like really great reaction to him leaning his head in with that uh, leg kick. But you know, kind of pointing on the naked leg kick thing, you see that a lot in MMA, like mm. almost a disturbing amount, and you see people get caught with like get caught doing it all you know plenty of times but you just see it and i think it's kind of like an interesting part of mma it's to true like kickboxing you do see it more in mma same yeah. with the reaching for the leg kick to kind of try to grab it maybe do like a knee tap or take someone down i would not recommend that in a kickboxing match <laughs> yeah yeah get slept yeah, yeah, yeah you reach for a leg kick that's gonna turn into a question yeah, mark so real quick especially against some oh, people in this room the switch knee to the face and <laughs> Uh, Bama, did you have anything to add? I mean, I couldn't lose watching this fight. I love Corey Anderson. And I love Jan. I mean, I I listened to that podcast with Logan all the way back from Arizona, actually. And uh, yeah, I I was I thought Corey was actually gonna dominate Jan, like in the back of my head, because I was thinking, okay, Jan has been fighting dudes that are coming up from 185 too light heavy that was kind of my kind, rationale yeah, like they, they, but i mean there's luke rockle still a big you're right big dude and jacare isn't but, that falling yeah, off yeah no you're absolutely right. not but but jimmy yeah exactly 
And but so, it was, it so I crazy. thought Corey was actually going to, especially given what he just did to Johnny Walker, who exactly. is a, a giant, man. giant light heavyweight. It was um, a dumb rationale to think no, he was going to pull it off, which is no. why Nate and I both but, went with this guy for our challenge. Yeah, and so, I mean, but I was happy to see Jan win, and I, I don't think Corey Anderson's going anywhere. I mean, he's... He, I think Corey Anderson is going to come back from this strong as hell. Yeah. And he, he's going to make his run back to the title shot, yeah. but Jan is just going to go before he does. But Corey Anderson will get his title shot at some point. He's got crazy work ethic. He's driven. He's not going to let this set him back. He's it, – it, it's it's minor. Yeah. To Logan's point, four-ounce gloves, this is light heavyweight, a couple big light heavyweights too. It only takes that one shot right on the chin, and, and the way he folded down, like it's one of those shots where like your chin touches your chest. You know what I mean? It doesn't go left yeah, and right. No, it's like, it, boom, it, into yourself. You just melt. Yeah. So it was one of those things like, you know, that doesn't give you an accurate reflection of his overall skills because it was, you know, three minutes into the first round. So, yeah. Nate, why don't you uh, put a bow on this and finish this one up because yeah. you were kind of, I'm sure you want to say something about the fact that you wanted to go with Jan last I originally week. <laughs> last week I was going to pick Jan because he was just more veteran savvy and he's actually I think he's still even though he's fought guys that come up from a lighter weight class he's still he's he's actually very underrated and he's very very he's very well rounded he's a very well rounded fighter um, and then Corey is uh, Corey's still a fresh young fighter and he's got power and that was the, the best performance I saw Corey I haven't watched a lot of his fights and that's when I really noticed Corey. But um, I originally was going to go with Jan originally because I said he's just more veteran savvy and, he, and he's fought a lot of good guys, a lot of good, good, good guys. Um, and everyone was on the hype train originally about Corey Anderson because uh, he beat Johnny Walker, but Johnny Walker didn't really fight anyone either until then. So Johnny Walker had a lot of hype, but he didn't really fight anyone. So, you know, it, 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 Johnny Walker could have been a nobody when it comes to the top 10 or top five in the division. So Corey Anderson could have fought a nobody. I mean, you can put me in a ring with three schmucks that have never trained in their life. I beat them, and then you think I'm, like, the, the best fighter in the world. But then you put me with the top guys, and then I get smoked in a ridiculous fashion. It, and it shows you, like Corey said, levels to the stuff. I just thought Jan originally was um, more, more well-rounded uh, and would give Corey more trouble. But then... A last minute change. I was like, well, you know what? I really like Corey and his performance, and I know he's been underrated, and people have been doubting him, and I, I really want to see him do good. So that came to my hope out of it, my hope. And then I saw how how easily Corey finished Johnny Walker, and I was like, man, if Corey fights like that with Jan, I mean, he's gonna give him trouble. So really, I think Corey still could have easily done that, but what ended up happening, like he threw a, a very wide open leg kick, and he got caught, and that was a technical mistake, and uh, it's unfortunate. But I do think Corey will make his way up, and the reason why I think Corey will make his way up is because there's not a lot of people that are in line in this division that John hasn't fought already. So if Corey wins one more, um, and and if John loses, then I think um, Corey would be technically close to be next in line. But Corey will have to bounce back; he will have to win. If he loses next one, he's gonna he's gonna move back there. It's gonna be unfortunate, but um, um, like I said, Corey Anderson has that potential. I think Corey Anderson will make this mistake. Uh, next time, I think he'll be a little more patient and, and a little more smarter with what he throws. Um, but yeah, it was a great card. Um, there was definitely some controversy with some DQs and stuff, but we're going to talk about more stuff coming up. So why don't you uh, well, take, I was take say, us out of here? That's perfect, actually, because it sets us up for the last uh, point for this card, which is on you know coming out of it with Jan's performance um, and John Jones happening to be in the in the building because he's from New Mexico and he was in the front row. John Jones is here. Jan, <laughs> no, <laughs> the fight. Oh, oh. So Jan oh, was yelling John. at him immediately he afterwards. Still there. Went and yelled at him through the cage. Uh, you know they had a little. 
little bit of a back and forth. John stood there with his arms wide open, you know, bring it on, whatever. Hug me. Did a, hug it, me. Did an interview afterwards. Come on, Doug. You want to hug this, bro? So, uh, Come on, Doug. John's open uh, for it. Um, he basically, you know, and I think he's accurate in this, is entertaining both options, the Reyes rematch or Jan as the next contender. Um, he's wide open about it says we'll wait to see what the ufc does but uh you know they did the best to try to set up you know some sort of hype or backstory behind it jan blahovich is not the most marketable character outspoken person yes. um and john jones isn't really that great on the fucking mic if no. i'm honest about yeah, that yeah, to yeah, be yeah. Uh, that's why what they should do is just cory anderson versus uh homeboy that's what someone said. No, against no, no. Reyes, Reyes, and then, and then Jan versus Jan, John, and then from there they 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 do it. They, I think they, that's a good way I to go. I think that's a good I way to go. Santos deserves. I think. I think Santos and Reyes. Yeah. Santos Reyes. Yeah. And then the only reason people were talking about what Nate just said is because of the timeline. Even though Santos has already been out however many months, both mm-hmm. both completely knees is apparently up to a year, so he could still like timeline wise be out for too long to be able. Yeah. If they want to move. This it would along. be perfect. This would be perfect time because they both finish fighting. It gives them a full three month fight camp. No one's you know. Off time tier, so it gives a chance to rerun it. It's both crazy fights. to think that one other, you know, one week later, one performance can completely change a lot of people's perspective and, and, and opinions. Because I'm still like even saying like I can agree with the matchups that you just laid out. To There's kind of so many other ways along. you can go though. Just, I, you know. I I still feel like Reyes because of the fact that could get an immediate, immediate rematch, and I feel yeah. like because of how well he did in that fight, um, and you know the issues surrounding the judging. Even though I, I could still, I don't think it's outside the realm of, of possibility for John Jones to win that fight 3-2, but I definitely don't see 4-1, and that same judge uh, had two other fuck-ups earlier in the night that just makes yeah. it so much controversy surrounding it and how well Reyes did. I still can see I don't an think, argument for I, him yeah, the rematch. I, you know, I don't think he's going to give him the rematch, so I think no. John's going to take Blockovich <laughs> no. first because the truth is I think John knows like that was really close, and yeah, I might have got gotten lucky. So, got out of that and shit. So he's probably going to try to avoid it for a little bit and take an easier fight, which I do think it is, Jan. And then from there, he'll, he'll, you do think it is Jan? Jan. Jan. <laughs> so, um, you know, that's just my opinion. I mean, hopefully he. They were talking about it in you know in the ring after. Hopefully there would be a rematch, but um, you never know. Um, I don't think Johnson to give it to him right away. So we'll see. We'll see. All right, guys. Well, that wraps up UFC Fight Night 167, UFC Rio Rancho. It was an interesting card. Uh, like I said, historical card, two TQs in one night. That was interesting. And it, interesting uh, for the light heavyweight division and how that's kind of shaping up. And we'll see how that um, well, how that unfolds in the next coming months. Uh, but that's done for that. We're going to take a quick break right now. We're going to come back and do, as I kind of explained earlier, the DLS Special Sauce version of Name That Tune. So... Uh, hope you guys like this week's little DLSS jingle, and then we'll be uh, moving on to the next single. Uh, next single. <laughs> Buy my next single. The next segment, uh, UFC 248. Yoel Romero takes on Izzy, Israel Adesanya, and Joanna um, Yonjacek takes on Wiley Zhang for the, uh, was it, the strawweight strap. So stay put. We'll be right back. Meow. While I stroke my beard, sitting here with your ear, only you, but you can't hear me. So I said softly, slowly, listen to Dina's special song. Even if you don't see my way I hope you like it, what you're hearing 
Thanks for being here today. Listen to Deep Love special songs. Even if you don't see my way, I hope you like it what you're hearing. Thanks for being here today. All right, guys, we're back. We're here to talk about UFC 248. Didn't realize I had a time limit, so if we talk a little bit faster, I'm sorry, guys. Just want to make sure we get to all the points and everyone has their chance to weigh in. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and just drive by the prelims. I don't even know these two guys. Not going to bring them up. Silva Andrade faces Ivalev. Uh, Whitmire versus Viana. That's a good women's strawweight fight. Mearshart versus Duran Wynn. That's a good fight to pay attention to. Uh, Alex Oliveira, the other cowboy, facing Max Griffin. That should be a good fight. Oh, shit. Peniel Darius facing Jakar Close. That's going to be a good fight, I oh, think, wow. too. <laughs> Mark, Mark Madsen. Madsen. Austin Hubbard. That's going to be a crazy wow. fight. Rodolfo Vieira versus Spabarbeck Savaroff. Spanky Berserker. Don't know who that is. Uh, it looks like he has Down syndrome. And then <laughs> it gets to the main card. Sean O'Malley makes his uh, – he's stepping back in the octagon after a long layoff against uh, uh, Jose Quineres, which is going to be a, a good fight, competitive fight. Who do y'all got? P- potential fight of the night, in my opinion, for that one. Uh, we're going to jump into that one second. Neil Magny versus Lee Jingling Lang. That guy's an explosive <laughs> Lee Jingling Lang Lang. Neil, Neil Magny's predominantly a wrestler, so that should be an interesting matchup. Derek Brunson takes on Edmund Shabazian. Uh, and then the co-main event, women's strawweight championships on the line for Wei Li Zhang versus Yuana Yinjedchik. Yinjedchik, you want an ex-champion. And then the, co- the, the main event is Israel Adesanya taking on Yoel Romero. This is a very stacked card, guys. We're just going to do the picks for the main event only, and we're going to start on my left here with Logan, Sean O'Malley versus Jose Quinones. Give you a quick breakdown. I think this fight's going to go or could go, and then you pick. I've got Sean on this one. Um, just given uh, he's been definitely hungry, he's not happy with um, the ruling on everything that happened with him and USADA, so I think he's definitely been in the lab. He's a hardworking guy, um, very dedicated to his craft, sticks to a good healthy diet um i think he'll definitely come back kind of with a vengeance and looking to prove something so i got sean nice and so for predictions challenge we do uh the fighter that you think is going to win the round and then the method of victory or if you pick a decision you have to pick either split or unanimous you get points for all those different categories i think he'll get a second round uh knockout or tko via some sort of kick all right there we go even with the method even with the actual weapon all right bama to you who you got uh, I got Sean O'Malley for sure. He was out on some bullshit with USADA. And, yeah, just like Logan said, he's hungry. He's ready. He's sharp. He's got a great skill set. He's going to come out firing, ready to go, and come back and put his name back on the map. I mean, he's, he was popular enough before he went away for people to know who he is, for them to put him on the main card for this. Yep. Uh, I think he's going to do phenomenal. I think he's going to, uh, not to piggyback off of Logan's pick, but, yeah, second round stoppage for Sean. Nice. So you're going to Actually, TKO? Actually, I'm going to go, go first. First round? So like a TKO victory? Uh, Yeah. All right. And or KO. He might be yeah, those, straight to sleep. Yeah. Just for just keep them the everyone, same. those yeah. are count yeah. as the same. So, All right, Jeremy, your turn. Go for it. 
Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Sean O'Malley in the second round too by strikes of some sort. Um, I just think that by using his hands and feet. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> TKO at some point. <laughs> what about knees and elbows? He then? might punch him in the face. But um, Quinones, I've watched a couple of his other fights too, and uh, he actually faced Nathaniel Wood a fight or two ago, and um, I just feel like Sean O'Malley and Nathaniel Wood are similar in terms of their uh, striking special. Uh, Expertise. I don't even know if you call it that. Like the experience in the UFC, too. Yeah, exactly. And I just, um, the Kenyunas likes to grind you against the fence, especially if you're a good striker. And I think Sean O'Malley's done pretty good with that, especially off the back of the fence. He could still strike really, really well. So I do think see him picking them apart the first round and then just finishing the second round. Nice. Mm -hmm. Nate, what do you think? Sean O'Malley, second round TKO. Wow. So we have. Three TKOs in the second round, and Bama's going first round. I, everything that you guys have said, I completely agree with. I just wanted to add that I think Kenyotis is definitely not a, a can. This isn't just a straight-up showcase matchup for Sean to come back to. I think it's like uh, one of those where it should be a great fight. This is one of my uh, votes for like potential fight of the night on the mm, card. Yeah. And uh, the most exciting fight, maybe gritty, you know, back-and-forth fight. And so um, Kenyotis is no, no one to sleep on. Great, and I think um, Sean O'Malley, like you guys said, has been doing a very good job staying healthy and keeping himself in the gym and not letting himself go and he even did that quintet tournament so he's definitely focusing on his grappling and making sure that he's sharp on that and trying to improve in all areas he even survived a match with babalu who's like three times like three weight crazy. classes larger than him crazy um so it, it definitely shows that he's been working on his craft and working on his uh jiu-jitsu and his grappling as well so i'll i'll go sean o'malley but just to be different i'll go third round uh tko Okay. I almost want to pick a sub, but I'll go third yeah, round TKO. I about that for a second. So uh, that's going to be an exciting fight, guys. Don't make uh, make sure not to miss that one. That takes us to the next one: Neil Magny versus Lee Jing Liang. Um, Neil Magny, predominantly a wrestler, grappler, is, you know, evolved with the striking, but not the best striker. Um, and then um, I'm just going to call him Jing Liang. He um, he's a very explosive striker. He's Unorthodox kind of comes in you know, a bunch of different directions. Um, I'll start first on this one. Um, it could go one of two ways. Either it's going to be a not very exciting fight to watch, and Neil Magny's going to have a lot of top pressure and control and win a decision, or Jing Lang, I think, is going to get a stoppage. So I'm going to go for Jing Lang, and I'll go uh, third-round stoppage, uh, TKO. All right, Nate, how about you? I'm going to go Jing Lang as well, but I'm going to go uh, unanimous decision. Okay, and you guys have all these. I know we don't have a shitload of time, but we guys have all these if you want as far as stats and like who they fought last and stuff like that. Um, Jeremy, why don't you go next? Um, I have Lee Jingling too. He looked really good in his last fight versus uh, Zelensky de Santos. Mm. Um, Shoe face. And when's the last time Magni fought? Was it against Ponzinibbio? I believe so, but let's check that right now. He um, hasn't been very active and has kind of been back up and down. Yeah, he lost to Ponzinibbio. He got a second round TKO. It's 2018. Yeah, so it's been a little bit of time. Yeah, um, yeah, I just think uh, Jing Lang is kind of uh, doing really well right now. It's kind of his time to come up. Um, he looked, as I said, looked really good. He was really patient with uh, Zelensky Dos Santos's uh, pressure, and then in the second round, or no, third round, I'm sorry, he got the finish on him, basically outboxed him. Nice. Um, and just the way Ponzinibbio beat up Neil Magny, I see Lee doing something similar to that. You keep dropping your phone, dude. <laughs> so what? And your... I can't help but notice you have five G. And keep that away from me because it's going to burn my testicles. <laughs> What's your official pick? That's a whole other show. Uh, Li Jing Lang. Um, I think unanimous, uh, unanimous decision as well. Yeah. All right. Pick. Bama, go for it. Uh, I'm going to kind of go 
in the direction in which we were kind of speaking to earlier. Like, I like Neil Magny, so I want him to win and do well. So I'm going to go Neil Magny uh, decision. So, uh, split or unanimous? Uh, it's in Vegas, just yeah. in case that makes you think. No, it doesn't. Uh, not in this case. I don't not think. much. No. Makes me Nothing think. makes me think. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm pretty fucking stupid. Uh, oh, my. Um, so uh, I'll go split just because Lee is a beast. But uh, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to go Neil Magny, unanimous decision. I'll ride with my boy. Stamp it right there. All right. Logan. Logie Bear. I'm going to go with uh, Neil on this one, but I think it'll be a split decision. There I think he'll uh, take some damage on the way in and have to work with those angles and kind of get a, f- a feel for uh, Jing Lang. But uh, I think he'll be all right, and I think he'll be able to grind him out without wrestling. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the damage he'll take will probably make it a split. Sure, a split and decision. he's got he's got to have a good performance because he's got all this all the tools, but he just hasn't had the best performances as of late. So I mean, Ponzinibbio is no joke. So and that's why I want him to do well because I know he can. Yeah, and this guy is not Ponzinibbio. He's not like Neil Magny's fought very high level competition. Yeah, ever since Hi- he's been in the UFC, he yeah, his has. entire career. so. The fact that he has that experience in there with all those high level guys, I, it's not going to be an easy fight for him by any means. But yeah, it's going to be, you know, a hell of a lot more manageable than some of the other ones were. Sure. That's for sure. Okay, well that takes us to uh, Tarek Brunson takes on Edmund Shabazian, who I personally think is a future champion in the middleweight division. That's Edmund. That is. Um, so we'll go. We'll keep doing the same thing. We'll flip flop. Uh, Logan, why don't you go first again on this one? Uh, I actually like definitely like Edmund on this one um if you look at his fight stats I believe he has like nine finishes um so he's definitely a stud Derek Brunson is a stud as well he um he definitely you saw him against I think his last two losses were Israel and Souza um definitely two obviously as he's the champ um fighting the same night top of the heap as far as that goes Souza's no um walk in the park either but um I think Edmund just that finishing young hungry mentality is probably going to be uh, a little bit much for Derek in this one I don't I don't see him getting out of the second all right so second round like by yeah, strikes TKO all right Bama uh I'm not really too familiar with Edmund Shabazzi. I'm sure I've seen him fight. Uh, who 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 were the last people that he fought? Boom, Edmund Shabazzi. Brad, Brad, Brad Tavares and Jack Marshman. Oh, there you go. He beat okay. the shit out of both of them too. Yeah. Brad Tavares is first a fucking, round. He's he's an oh. animal. Yeah. So that that that's an, that's impressive. It was a really pretty um, finish too. Sorry, all all his wins are by so, TKO. <laughs> Jesus. He did. He got the, pretty much. He got uh, someone so trying to he take him like down. sounds like a savage, but also Travis Brown elbows. I wouldn't sleep on Derek Brunson. Yeah, yeah, I mean, not you, at you all. know, like you, you can't. I mean, he's, is Derek Brunson the underdog in this fight? I'm sure he is. Sure Probably, he is. yeah. Just because of the way his last couple of fights have gone, but I will go Derek Brunson. Uh, kind of his, like I think his wrestling is going to play. It's not up yet. A big factor mm. here is what he's going to be able to grind out. This guy's been winning by TKOs. He hasn't gotten that ring time. You know what I mean? So, like, mm-hmm. he's been in there sure. for, for all Dispatching of his opponents quickly, but yeah. not necessarily getting so the drug out. He's been out. in there for X amount of time, but it hasn't been as much as Derek Brunson. Derek Brunson's not one of those veterans that's kind of like a Tim Means or a Diego Sanchez. Derek Brunson's still very much, like, hitting his peak. And yeah, I think he's going to be hungry as hell to show him that, like, hey, I'm still a title contender. I just had a bad performance against Izzy. So I'm going to go Derek Brunson, uh, unanimous decision. 
and I follow him on Instagram, and he yep. seems to be very focused and training mm-hmm. hard. So I can second all that stuff. So, uh, Jeremy, why don't you go? Um, I'm going to say Edmund first round, uh, TKO KO. Um, he just looks so precise on the feet, and uh, yeah, he's Derek, really, really good on the feet. Derek Brunson just doesn't have the best defense either on the feet. And um, last fight, he got caught with a head kick in like the first head seconds by um, was it was it Ian? Who did he fight last? Are you talking about Heinish? Ian Heinish. Oh, Ian Heinish. Yeah. Yeah. No, oh, no. that's right. And Ian Heinish is not known for striking. No. But um, yeah, I just see another kind of first round finish for him. Uh, I think this he's still beat future Ian, champion, right? So. Yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. He did. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, what's your official pick for uh, this one? First round, you said? Yeah, first round KOTK. Okay, Nate, why don't you go? Um, this one's tough for me because Derek personally, like uh, when I f- when my wife first started chemo, used to like like all of my pictures of me and my wife fighting chemo, and that's when I started following him. I was like, this guy doesn't even know me, but knows I train and. He started following me and liking, you know, supporting me and my wife. And that's when I followed him back. Or I'd say I followed him. He, I, I don't think he followed me originally, but he gets liked a lot of my stuff. So I really like Derek. I think he's got a good heart. And I'm I'm sure he's going to be the underdog, and I can afford the uh, this, this loss it, either way it goes. And I could also use the underdog points. I think Derek's very veteran savvy. I think he's he's well-rounded, and I think he's got, a, like, like Bama said, a lot of ring time. But the thing is, this is hard, but I'm going with my heart and not my brain. Um, I think Derek has all the tools to pull it off. So I'm going to also say Derek, uh, unanimous decision, um, because um, I think he has enough to smother Shabazian. Shabazian, you know, Brad Tavares is good, but Derek Brunson's fought Uriah Hall and beat him. He's, you know, and and, and in the last two fights he fought were against such savages and former title contenders. Um, So um, I'm going to say unanimous decision. But I, you know, Edmund is amazing and that's why this is tough but i'm going with my heart here and not my head my head wants to go shabazian with the early round knockout but um i think derek is going to be able to smother him and take him down and do what he knows, needs to do so derek brunson unanimous decision and that's my pick all right cool uh i'm gonna kind of stick with jeremy you said first round yeah i'm gonna go um i want to say first round as well uh, yeah, fuck it. Oh, first round TKO, KO, Edmund Shabazian as I well. I can see the longer it going, the I get, more of a chance Brunson has. And, and I actually respect the yeah. points that these guys made yeah. for Derek, and I think he has all the tools. It's just, is he going to put it together? Who's going to put it together on the yeah. night? So uh, that takes us to the co-main event. Women's strawweight uh, belt is on the line. Wiley Zhang versus Joanna Yanjetchik. Yanjetchik. Uh, so, Nate, one of your favorite fighters, both male or female. Why don't you go ahead and start on this one? Um. Uh, Joanna's got so much experience in, in the UFC spotlight, um, and she's hungry, and man, she's been working her boxing. I don't think any of her powers increased, but she just her output and, and how she's striking, she's, her ground's gotten better. She's working at American Top Team in Florida with, um, actually, what's her face? She fought on the last card. She lost, though. Valentina. She no, no. Well, she's been training with Valentina as well, actually. No, she fought Valentina. She fought Valentina, but no. Who's oh. the other? The, the Miriam? 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 She lost to the Rosa. I don't remember. Oh. On the last card. The last Miriam card. Nakamoto? I'm just not remembering not, oh, right now. No, the chick. You know what I'm talking about, though, right? Yeah. All right. Her name's Miriam something. Um, yeah. But she also trains with Ioana. Um, but, um, She's a kickboxer as well. Yeah. Long story short, um, I'm just going to keep it simple. Um, I'm going to say Ioana's going to outstrike <laughs> and move better. I don't think she's going to knock out well, Weelai Zhang, but I think she's going to outstrike Weelai. Um, if I'm pronouncing her name right, Wiley Zhang. Wiley, is like, there's a few Wiley. different ways. So. I, I, from from this distance, it looks like W E L I I. So it's but, cool. 
Um, yeah, I think Joanna is just going to win uh, by decision, unanimous decision, and I think she's going to just outstrike her the whole time and move a lot and yeah, be able to keep pointer. All right, yeah. Jeremy, why don't you go? Um, I don't, you know, I'm kind of torn on this because Nate brought up a lot of good points, and I kind of almost want to lean towards Joanna by decision, but I also think. Whaley has experience. I don't know. It's not against the same level of opponents. No, absolutely. She has more fighting experience than Yona. I mean, she's 20 and 1, has right. more fights. But let's just but wait. Who has she fought? Who has she fought? That's where it comes exactly. from. Yona was also a world Muay Thai champion multiple times. Before yeah. Me, so that fight experience does count. Like tripled. Right, 100%. <laughs> um, but Whaley just, she's a different type of explosive, like compared to Andrade, because, you know, Yoana beat Andrade uh, pretty well through the three rounds, but uh, Whaley's just explosive and very precise, too. So I, I'm just more excited for this fight than anything. Sure. Um, uh, I think it, I think it could just go to a split decision, and I'm going to go Whaley just for the excitement factor. Um, All right. Whaley's Jang split just, decision. I just yeah. really think this is going to be a really it's good gonna fight. It's going to be close. I yeah. think. We'll see. All right. Bama, what's your take? I got Yoana. Yoana. For sure, like unanimous decision. Yoana uh, mm-hmm. was just in there with Valentina Shevchenko, and she didn't go out. She yeah. went. She went the distance True. with Valentina. Look at Valentina. Just a. It's destroying. Like, it's women. just kind of like destroying a, it's, women. It's you know fighting math. Look, Yo, like Valentina is murdering women at one twenty five. Yoana with the distance with her, and she's really like a one fifteen. True. Powder, yeah. Right? I, I don't think Whaley's going to hit her with anything that she's not ready for. I Absolutely. think Yoana's going to come in. And I think it's going to be a lot harder to hit her. Hell mm-hmm. yeah. No, her footwork, her her head movement, her volume, her cardio, all of yeah. that. She's. I think she's going to put on a clinic. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be like her coming out, her resurgence, her taking her belt back, her getting back to normalcy as Yoana champion. Yeah. 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 So, so right. five round unanimous decision. All right, perfect. But uh, Logan, what are you thinking? I, I disagree with Bama entirely. Boom. Um, I a can't stand the Nice. Um, like for a couple reasons, I don't like that after her losses, she, like the first thing she did was blame her entire camp. Um, I don't think she like really takes a lot of uh, responsibility for when she loses and. Um, she also made like a joke about the coronavirus. Yeah, yeah. I heard about this. Who is already a workhorse, like works yeah. just because I think that's how she is. Now you're adding, you're kind of, I don't know if she, she's just ignorant and doesn't understand, um, like the severity of what that's doing to Whaley's home. Yeah. Um, but I mean, if someone said something about that, to, about like what was going on where I was from. Um, and kind of tried to belittle it. I would, I would just internalize that into even harder training. Um, as far as just fight wise, I th- actually just don't see Joanna being able to keep her at range um, the whole time. I don't see um, that. That's just a lot to do. Um, and Zhang's cardio and pace and her conditioning level. I don't know if you watch um, yeah, any insane. of the, the things that they have her doing, but. I think she's in way too good a condition and shape for Joanna to be able to just keep her long with jabs and teeps in her little one one twos and cutting an l- angle to the left or right. I don't think it'll be enough. All right, we uh, shall see. I know I like the I like the breakdown. Yeah, uh, I that's tend, great. I'm actually on the fence, and so I, I like kind of with everyone everything everyone said so far. It's like 
putting all my thoughts out there, so it really helps me think about what I want to do with my pick. I would like the record to show I did not know about any of that other shit talking <laughs> outside of this. It's uh, okay. I'm, I'm not here to. These uh, are picks. I'm not here to vote based Just, off of their yeah. their their outside actions, but how they perform in the ring. Not That's true. I think that I think those actions, though, when they it's like the what Connor said it could be, but it's like look Karma, what that for did. Sure. Mm-hmm. Connor almost got his jaw snapped through the back of his head. Yeah, depends so on, we'll see. Depends on who you're doing it to. Yeah, we'll Does see. it turn them on or fuck with them? Yeah, they're not cowboys. Yeah, and it's just <laughs> the same thing as far as like uh, uh, voting <laughs> with your heart, you know what I mean, but just to a different level. So, um, All right, so what's your official pick for Wiley Zhang? How's she going to finish? Or how's she going to beat Zhang's going to finish her in the third. Um, probably, I, I want to say she's going to knock her out with her hands, though. Yeah. But I think I in the early rounds though. Not with the coronavirus. Not with the coronavirus. <laughs> so third round TKO KO? Okay. Uh yeah, third round TKO. Yeah, KO. this karma might come back to bite you on in the butt. Yeah. But yeah, everything you guys said was perfect because then I don't have to say shit. I I'm more leaning on the side of what uh Logan was saying in terms of the actual technical ability. I think Wiley Zhang is an underrated champion. I think uh Jessica Andrade is very, very explosive and Wiley Zhang just put her put her down and it was uh, not even that difficult it didn't seem like for her mm-hmm. she she stayed calm under that uh pressure and was able to just make her look like she didn't shouldn't even have been in the same cage with her so uh, i think wiley zhang is gonna you know cement her legacy and f- hopefully start to get the respect she deserves as a as the first chinese champion i mean that's cool and everything but just you know as a, a dominant champion i think she like you guys kind of touched on hasn't fought a lot of the highest contention so um she really with this win can uh, solidify that she belongs so i'm going wiley zhang um i'm gonna go same as logan third round tko or ko all right yep all right the main event israel adesanya lasagna versus Yo, this card takes place on March 7th, by the way, which okay. isn't this coming weekend. This coming weekend is Deontay Wilder versus Tyson Fury, the rematch, which we're going to uh, have five minutes of pretty much Bama breaking that down for us in just a moment here before they take off. Uh, but this upcoming weekend, Paul Felder takes on Dan Hooker, so make sure to check that one out. We're going to try to do a quick breakdown either later tonight or this week so that you guys get our picks on that officially. But uh, with that out of the way, Israel Adesanya Romero, uh, I'll see you soon, boy. Versus uh, the the new, the future style bender. Nate, why don't you go first? Oh, I think Israel dug himself a hole here, boy. <laughs> um, I, I I thought about this while I was peeing in the toilet earlier, and I was like, you know what? That's when I get some of my most clarity, it's crazy. some of my best thoughts. It's crazy. To be honest, yeah, and it's when the light bulb goes off. It's a whole other podcast. Yoel uh, Romero's gonna win. I think you all is going to win by... Wow, 43-year-old by getting yep. a championship yep. chip in the UFC. Yep. I, I'm going to go with him, the underdog, and I'm going to say he's going to get him fourth round or third round TKO. Wow. Third round TKO. I, th- I think he's going to smother... No, no. <laughs> nope, nope, he's going to switch all the way. <laughs> Israel Adesanya, first round KO. No, wow. no, no, no one knocks out Yorel Romero, bro. Dude, did you see him take that fucking head kick from Paul Costa? No one Acosta? knocks out Yorel Romero, That picture, bro. he looked like he was... A s- a skull and and like Noel applies the same crazy pressure that Gaslam did. Um, not only is he he's gonna be super healthy, so uh, long story short, Yoel Romero's gonna decision. He's gonna win either by ah, decision, unanimous decision. Yoel Romero, unanimous. Holy shit! All right, go for uh, it, Jeremy. You go next, Dustin. Me? I'm still thinking about. All right, Bam. Do you, does anyone else want to go? I mean, I'll go, but someone else go first. I'm still, I'm still thinking about it. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll let go. Logan go. He seems <clears throat> to be ready. Go, Logan. I think um, I think Israel wins this one. 
Um, I don't think Yoel's pressure the way he does. He does that like kind of lulling, and then explode, explode, explode. Mm-hmm. I think Israel's eyes are so sharp. Um, there's a lot of those guys are both extreme high level athletes. There's a lot of um, physical cues that someone as muscular as um, Yoel Romero gives off, and I think. Israel's going to be long with him regardless and da- kind of managing that distance. If Yoel is doing that lulling outside and then like flying with an axe kick, I, that's, I just don't see that really working um, on Israel. I think you, Kelvin kind of came at him more um, tight and inside and got up underneath him. He hit him with a head kick, which is the only reason um, this fight gives me too much pause is because Yoel is, I think, a little bit more. Uh, I think he's the, probably the most athletic guy in the UFC. But, sure. Um, yeah. So, I, but I do think Israel can um, tactically kind of diffuse the explosive power of Yoel Romero. Nice. I, th- I like that breakdown. What uh, What's your official picks? 18-0, 13-4? I think it'll, it'll be uh, Israel's going to win this one. Um, maybe a split decision, though. Okay, a little controversy coming out of it. Anyone else want to go first? Or? All right, I go. Can go. I can go now. Um, yeah, um, I think that Logan brought up a good point about like his pressure. It's like the, the lull explode type of thing, and he does do the lulling to take his own breaks because he is so explosive, I think. He kind of just has to like regain some energy after what he, the way he kind of just charges at people, the way he swings at people. Um and I was watching him versus Rockhold in the first round. Uh, Rockhold did a really good job of like keeping him at distance with teeps, like longer punches, moving really well. But I think Rockhold doesn't have the discipline that Israel does, and how he's Israel's a very seasoned kickboxer. Um, I think he's just going to be able to have that discipline as he's kind of shown, you know, versus Gastelum. He's been able to um, stay sharp, especially in the fifth round when it was kind of like the toss-up round for both of them. And I could see him going to a, a pretty good unanimous decision with this one. And as crazy as Yoel is, he is getting older. Um, his last fight was definitely a war, too, so that, you know, he could be slowed down, whether it's his speed, that kind of thing. So we'll kind of see. But um, I definitely think uh, Israel will take it to a unanimous decision as well. Unanimous decision. All right. I like it. Bama, go for it. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, Luke Rockhold was doing great keeping him at distance until he got his soul snatched out of his <laughs> For body. <real>? Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah, it was, um, it was terrible. That was a crazy knockout. Yeah, I, uh, I don't think Izzy's going to knock Yoel out, but I do think Izzy is going to win. I think his vision's too good. I think he's too... Uh, man, he's just on one right now. He's always been on one. Obviously, he's 18-0. Uh, Eddie was a world champion kickboxer, 63 and what, 7? Mm-hmm. Uh, something crazy something like crazy that. Like like that. Like, five. like It's not like he's never seen someone freakishly athletic, darting in, trying to take his head off with explosive movement. But, man, if UL connects, that's, that's the... That's, that's the, the X thing, factor. Yeah. yeah, that's the. Th- it's that's the. And you got to remember, Yoel is a savage wrestler. Four bro. ounce gloves. He's explosive and fast. Cuban Olympic wrestler. They so took. You need they to be careful. Took him from his family and put him on a wrestling farm. Yep. Sugar that's wife. how you get ahead. That's that, how you that's get how good they, dinner. That's how the Cubans do the boxing program, the wrestling program. All like they're nuts. You win, you get better food, you get better sleeping arrangements. Yep, like you exactly. move up and, the, the, and the hierarchy there. Clearly, look at this motherfucker. He was winning all the time. Yeah. <laughs> He's so look. I, I'm gonna say Israel Adesanya five round unanimous decision because 
his distance control is so good because his vision is so good because I don't he can take a shot. He's got a fucking chill on him. Look what Kelvin was hitting him for with. real. Like for like Kelvin is. He a tries. To, he beast. does a good nod, no, job uh, no selling it, but still like yeah. yeah he and, takes some and hard look, shots. I, I don't think anyone in this weight class hits harder than Yoel. I don't like like, like no. Paulo Costa but, might give him a run for his money. They, but, yeah, but, but Paulo I mean, Costa but, but couldn't Paulo shut Costa, down Yoel. I know That's he couldn't knock him out. Part. He beat him, Absolutely. but he didn't knock yeah. him out. Yeah. No, and Yoel was sitting there with his hands at his hips. Crazy. But yeah, um, yeah. So, All right. so unanimous uh, decision. Unanimous decision, Izzy. But man, keep your hands up, please, because if Yoel touches <laughs> you, you're gonna be in some fucking trouble. That's what I was gonna say. Like, is, there's always that X factor in a fight, an MMA fight, um, this level, uh, middleweight and higher. I mean, it's definitely exacerbated because of the size. And he's explosive, man, and he's quick. So whether Israel dominates, you know, every part of the fight and is winning until he isn't, if he catches some hands or something that's you know devastating, uh, it could definitely change the course of the fight. But I'm going to go with you, Bama, and think, you know, he's got the di- – and Logan and, and Jeremy. But the discipline to – and vision to be able to work his game, stay safe, not put himself in those positions that uh, is really that extremely dangerous with Romero and, event- you know, just kind of um, – have a clinic and just explain and just to show and prove his point why he called him out like everyone thinks big muscles and everything is, is the way you know the type of person that's always going to win a fight he doesn't like that stereotype he's a skinny little black guy you know idolizes um anderson silver for being the skinny black guy that's out there beating everyone's ass so i feel like he wants to prove a point he's going to be able to stay back execute his game plan and just make it look i mean make it look easy is is, is kind of a crazy statement to say against Joel romero so i'm sure he'll have his have his spots but but yeah I'm, I'm going to agree with Bama and say five-round unanimous decision. Also, Izzy is huge. He's not a small yeah, he's guy. A, like, he could put on weight too. on that frame. Absolutely. He could. He's not tiny. He's he's definitely a big dude. So, um, All right, guys. Well, that finishes up. We're at UFC 248. We got to uh, jet through the Wilder versus Fury rematch. We're going to have Bama touch on it real quick. And then um, – after that, we're going to take a quick break. They're going to take off, and then uh, depending on if Jeremy stays or not, but Nate and I are going to do a, a quick flash through the upcoming weekend, the upcoming fights this coming weekend, Dan Hooker versus uh, um, Paul Felder, just to get our picks in there for the prediction challenge, but we're going to jam through that. But we take a quick break, come back, and Bama's going to uh, school us on a little bit of boxing here. So stay put. All right, we're back. So the most anticipated heavyweight rematch, at least that I've seen in a long time, uh, Deontay Wilder takes on uh, Tyson Fury. Uh, they went to a draw. I can't, was it a majority draw? I think it was a majority draw last fight. Um, and so we're going to go ahead and turn this over to Bama. If you need any stats or any anything, let me know. But go ahead and give us your take on on the last fight, anything you've seen changes. Obviously, there's been a camp switch, things like that. And then uh, what you expect to see. Uh, on Saturday night, and then start with your pick, and we'll, we'll go down the line and give our picks. Uh, yeah, so I'm going to uh, just kind of uh, going to the first fight. I Just to tell everyone how I scored it was how I think most people in this room scored it. I had Tyson Fury winning eight rounds to four because of the two knockdowns. He outboxed Deontay Wilder. I could see how maybe a round got shuffled around in there, so he won 7-5 because if you're going to beat the champ, you got to take it from the champ, and I can see maybe, maybe, and I don't even agree with this as I'm saying this, <laughs> that some of the early rounds, the feel-out rounds were something that the judges just gave to Deontay, but, man, yeah, I, I, I still don't see it. Um, the, yeah, so I, I thought Tyson Fury won the first fight. The fact that he got up is just unreal. Those fucking Undertaker memes. 
were If it was incredible. anyone else, they would have stopped the fight. So 100%. They, like, and any yeah. other commission. Yeah. I mean, and this is where the controversy comes from. But that is why this is so damn exciting coming up. Um, so, yeah. So, Tyson Fury did switch camps. He switched from Ben Davison uh, to Sugar Hill Stewart. Uh, he's at Kronk Boxing Gym. Kronk. Yeah. Kronk in, De- in Detroit, which is where one of my favorite boxers of all time, Tommy Hearns, trained back in the day with Emmanuel Stewart who is the uncle of Sugar Hill Steward. And so Tyson Fury switched over because he wanted a more technical kind of approach to this from someone like Sugar Hill Steward, who is a amazing coach. Uh, how could you not be when your uncle's Emmanuel Steward? Right. <laughs> and you grew up... <laughs> God damn it, Nate. <laughs> Nate's being yeah. Nate. It's cool. Yeah, so you... Yeah. Uh, so Tyson Fury is looking for a more kind of hard-nosed fight. He's not... It from what he says. That's what I hear. He's, yeah. he's not trying to finesse as much. He's trying to come forward and actually try to put Deontay out, which is why he switched from Ben Davison, which to, uh, Ben obviously took a more finesse kind of stay on your bike, pick him apart kind of for twelve rounds approach. Um, obviously, Tyson Fury can stop people because he has a few times since this fight. And uh, I feel like he has that kind of outside touch, like uh, boxing ability innate. So if he can, no, like, yeah, he does. So he can always switch it onto that whenever he needs. Yeah, Sorry, he, yeah, didn't he mean needs to cut you off. No, no, you're fine. Um, so yeah, like he has the, and now I think kind of combining what he's done with Ben, putting that with Sugar Hill Stewart at Kronk, and just combining those two different styles and being able to switch is going to really kind of lend itself to him, putting on a showcase. And but man, uh, it's it's hard for me to go against Deontay at this point because. I thought he was gonna lose the last fight. It was a neutron yeah. bomb in his hand. Dude. He's proof that you can win. You can lose every moment of a fight until you win. He was losing that, like up in the uh, to the seventh round. He was losing. Yeah, he, every single round he lost, and then just that. Yeah, the bronze bomber strikes. He's again. got like a hail mary. Like there's no other sport you can be down like that much, and then with one shot just come all the way back. Be down ten yeah, zero, one shot, t- one ten pointer. Poor Ortiz, man. I thought. Uh, I, I really thought he was going to come through and win. Uh, yeah. and, and he was for the first six and a half rounds, and then he died. That's um, where a lot of Deontay Wilder's fights go. I mean, we yeah. saw Canelo take down Kovalev the similar way where he was relaxed and just took a lot of those rounds and lost him on the, on the guard and then just was ready to explode in the later portion of the fight. Yeah, you know? a, I think that's a little different. It's not. I'm giving him more credit but, than he deserves but, with that, yeah. but yeah, it's, it's just a similarity there. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I see where you're coming from. Um but I, I think Tyson Fury is going to win this fight. I think but if he gets touched with that right hand, I think he is going to go to sleep this time because Deontay's only getting stronger. He's only sharpening up what he does well. And his boxing ability has improved. It, yeah, it, it, It's always going to look better from fight to fight because, yes, he went to the Olympics. Yes, he got the bronze medal. But in the heavyweight division, it's just different when you have that kind of power. Your skills don't develop as much because you're just starting people sure and kind of like what we were mentioning earlier about ring time he didn't have to be in the ring too damn much yeah because he was just putting people out early and those poor bastards in the early goings of his career (laughs) (laughs) for real but uh yeah i i think tyson fury mixing up these styles the way he transitions between the two styles is going to be very important because kind of like something we were alluding to earlier as well Say you switch from orthodox to southpaw, or say you switch from being a little higher up on your bike, moving around the ring, as opposed to sitting down on your punches, trying to throw a little more power. 
going into the pocket, transitioning in between those two styles is, and getting your defense right when you go into the pocket is extremely important, especially with someone who hits as hard as Deontay Wilder does. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I mean, his boxing ability is only going to be able to get better because it was relatively low level to sure. the competition he's facing now that he's a world champion. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I I am looking to be pleasantly surprised with the boxing that we're going to see from Deontay Wilder. However, I think Tyson Fury's boxing ability is just light years better. And the fact that he has been training with Sugar Hill Stewart and sitting down, he's going to sit down on his punches more because, look, he's a giant dude with a ton of leverage he can knock anybody out if he wants to sit down and fight that kind of fight he's just got to be smart and watch out yeah don't get hit in the ninth <laughs> yeah. don't get hit in the 12th uh, and, and you'll and you'll be all right but uh yeah man without those knockdowns Deontay loses that fight obviously but i mean he got him he yeah. he cried he obviously did a hell of a lot more damage and if we're just going to base the fight off of damage, Deont- Deontay won the last fight. But sure. it, but it's not, hey, I knocked you down twice and you didn't do it's, much. Hey, I boxed you in a boxing match. It's a boxing match. Yeah. All right. Well, that's a great breakdown. And you're right. I think there's a lot of things that, that make this fight different than the first fight. So that's one of the reasons it's really exciting and we're anticipating it. Um, but what's your? go ahead and give us your official pick and then we'll go around the room. My official pick is going to be even though I'm extremely hesitant, as I'm sure anyone else would be going against Deontay Wilder, right. I'm going to go Tyson Fury, unanimous decision. There it is. Unanimous decision. Tyson Fury, unanimous decision for me as well. Boom. Jeremy? Um, I see the same thing, actually. Oh, wow. So we're, are we going to go all for Tyson? What about you, Logan? Oh, yeah, I think we might be all for Tyson. Um, <sighs> but it just is. It really is so hard to go against yeah. someone when you know they really have – and he always says it like you have to be perfect for twelve rounds. I have to be perfect for two seconds. That's true. And you can, I can. Ugh. I mean, he can not only knock you out and end your night. He could like, change your life. <laughs> <laughs> he yeah. may have very I mean, well changed his life the last time. Yeah. yeah. And Ty- Tyson might not have the same chin he did before. And Tyson could go out there wanting to box the way he knows he needs to box Deontay Wilder. But when he gets in there, he gets cold feet because he's so worried about Deontay's power that he doesn't box the way he should be. He doesn't put on the same pressure. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think Tyson Fury's going to just – this time Tyson's not going to get caught like he did, and I think he's going to still put on a, a great boxing match. So. He also said in the media that he's been licking a lot of coochie, so yeah. it's been making his jaw stronger. <laughs> yeah. He actually came out in the news and said Yeah, that, he's so. a fucking character. Who said this? Tyson, Tyson Fury. Fury. Oh, my god! Direct quote. Yeah. Isn't he married? Yeah, his wife's. <laughs> that's why it's okay. <laughs> Talking about his wife's. Okay. He's like, it's, I'm, it's consensual. He's been, he's been in Asia eating cats. So we're going unanimous <laughs> all the way. Uh, so you, unanimous decision? Yeah. Unanimous decision, Jeremy? Yes. Yeah. Unanimous? Yeah, and I, I also don't think that Tyson's going to worry about his power, and I don't think his chin's going to be a problem. No. Just look at, like, the last few guys he's fought, He uh, he's taking big shots, even from that German fuck who was trying to rake his cut over yeah. him, like a punk and win a world title on a yeah. doctor stoppage like a bitch because mm-hmm. um, he knew he was losing the fight but no he, I think his toughness is still there I think his chin's still there oh absolutely it, that's why I picked him but Bama. that's why I picked him stupid well you know what I need, we need to argue about something if we're all gonna agree god right. damn it wait Logan are you, what, what kind of are you 
Yeah, I think it'll be a, but, a but, unanimous but decision. But if it, if Dante does win, I, I'm going to say Deontay Wilder Dante? wins 10th round knockout. 10th round. But you I can't don't think he's going to I know, but, I'm just, but now at least it's on the show, so if it happens, <laughs> I can still be like, oh, I still called that. I predicted that. But I, I want Tyson Fury to win. I think he's going to outbox him because he outboxed him last time. As long as he doesn't get dropped, then it's going to be a no-brainer who's going to win. Man, I... I feel and think one way, and I feel I feel myself going against it with my pick. So you're a woman in a man's body. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Tyson. No, he's a woman in a effeminate man's body. <laughs> in a metrosexual man's body. Which there's nothing wrong with that. In 2020. Well, it's 2020. Man. Tyson Fury uh, has made these changes. Um, I really, like you I really liked his comeback. I really liked his uh, his personality, his motivation, his, his the way he seemed focused and very recharged when he was with Ben Davison and when he lost all that weight for the original fight with Deontay. And I personally just don't think his mindset is is the same now as it was then. And it may the training and the the people in the room helping him strategize and helping him train for this fight might uh, be the correct decision. And um, I, like I said earlier, I think he's got that natural ability to kind of stay on the outside and jab and move and, and be, um, you know, sly and, and slick. Uh, I think he can do that all day long. That's just in his blood, the way he fights naturally. So by going to Kronk Gym and going to try, and like he said in the media, to bite down his mouthpiece and, and land some more devastating shots, he even claimed that um, he couldn't win a decision against him. Like he thought he won last time and he, and he didn't win a decision. So he feels, you know, he said in the media that he has to put him out to even win at all. He he said uh, two rounds or less too. Yeah, that's when they were at the face off, right? Yeah. yeah. I think that's bullshit. I, I don't yeah. necessarily <laughs> think that's the case, but my the point that I'm trying to get at is Tyson Fury. It all comes down to to what's going on inside the ring. None of this out of the ring stuff. None of the change camps, all that stuff, unless obviously how it translates inside the ring. But what Bama was saying earlier, with his ability to switch between that um, higher up on the feet, more on your bike, more elusive style versus you know. Um, biting down the mouthpiece, stepping in, um, sitting down on your punches and trying to land harder and clean. That ability to transition between those two is going to be the difference in this fight because in those transitions and if and how often he decides to want to exchange in this fight is only going to open up more opportunities for Deontay to land the one shot he needs to land to win, the, you know, to change the course of the fight. And since in the first fight, his strategy didn't really include a whole lot of that at all. It was always stick and move and move around the jab and things like that. And it's, and it happened to him ultimately in the fight. If he does come out with the game plan to exchange more, I think that just opens up more opportunities, which is making me even more nervous for my pick, which is Tyson Fury by split decision. Yeah, and I don't think Tyson should bite down on his mouthpiece and get inside on the pocket. Sure. I just think his inside defense needs to be on point. I, you, no one should ever try to just sit there and you know bite down on your mouthpiece sure. with Deontay Wilder. Yeah. You're gonna die. <laughs> so I just want to yeah clarify. I don't want to see him do that. I want to see his inside defense be on point, hit, and then get the fuck out of there. I paraphrased what you said and used those words. Yeah, you didn't yeah. say that, so but I get you, I get what you're saying. So yeah, the more he decides to exchange with him, the more it opens the opportunity for that nuclear bomb to land, which is all he needs. So it's it's a nervous pick, but that's what I'm going with. Do you have any last thoughts, Jeremy? No. no? You're just so good at making sure to hold the mic right up to your. That's good. <laughs> 
All right, guys. Well, that pretty much wraps it up for today. Um, we're going to take a quick break and then come back. And Nate and I, Jeremy, are you going to stay for the last segment? No, I got to okay. go. So these guys are going to take off. Nate and I are going to rifle through the uh, Dan Hooker versus Paul Felder card just so you guys have our picks for the predictions challenge. So make sure to subscribe to the show. Make sure to share it. Um, earlier on in the show, we did the uh, name that tune. Make sure to share the episode and give us your answer for that and see if you can get some free personal training. Uh, but thank you guys so much for being on here and helping us break down the fights. Well, I'm going to go around the room one by one and give us your guys' Instagram, your information. If you want people to get at you or what you're doing, go ahead and uh, with your final thoughts. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Logan underscore Newland. Um, Twitter, Mr. Newland. Uh, I'm just going to be getting ready for the U.S. Open in April. Um, and then I'll be back fighting on the local amateur circuit, hoping to go pro um, by the end of this year, if not early next year. So um, get on the wave now. Let's go. Nice. So at Logan Newland on Instagram. I'm sorry, at Logan underscore Newland on Instagram. And what was your Twitter Mr. again? Mr. Newland. Mr. Mr. Newland. Yeah. Awesome. And then Bama? Yeah. So, uh, Find me at Alex dot underscore dot Bogle F O G L E uh, on Instagram. I'm not really on there, but follow me. I'll follow you back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I, same thing I'm, with you. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm also getting ready for the U.S. Open as well. Logan and I are gonna go out there with our team, and everybody's bringing home a belt. We're working our asses off, so stay tuned. Uh, also, when we get back, I'll be getting on the amateur circuit as well, and. Uh, as far as going pro goes, we'll see. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we're going to be there uh, every step of the way together and working hard, training our asses off, and, yeah, just pay attention. It's stay tuned. Fun. Great, yeah, great, tuned. great ending. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, way to fuck that up, Alex. Jeremy. <laughs> Jeremy. You can follow me at, uh, at Gold Plate Music on Instagram. Um, make sure you go follow uh, Logan and Alex and everybody and support them on their way up and um, also like and subscribe to this podcast. Whoop, whoop. Appreciate w- it. What a nice dude. Yes, Just guys. Shouting out them more than yourself. What <laughs> a humble man. That's the man. Uh, that <laughs> <laughs> also, guys, as I always make to, uh, make sure to remind you, go on to Apple Podcast if you listen to it on that platform. Give us a five-star rating if you so agree, and then give us your reviews. We're going to be reading them on the show. And with that, I'll read one review before we let these guys out of here because it just so happens to be from Jeremy. So right on. We'll go ahead and read it on the show. A1 Combat Sports Podcast is the title. Great podcast with a great duo leading the show both have experienced fighting and coaching always talking about what's hot and the opinions are fresh subscribe to this one so thank you jeremy yeah. i appreciate thanks for that. lying You're brother <laughs> i lied and the best i could we're 5.0 on the ratings so far you know with six ratings so i'm stoked <laughs> on that <laughs> no but i appreciate you guys being here seriously it was a lot you. of fun thank, thank you, you for coming on um we're gonna take a quick break we'll come back and do the last segment but just goodbye to these guys bye-bye so Later, guys. thanks for having us on bye-bye peace all right guys we're back uh, third and final segment uh, of the show if you guys haven't noticed we did skip ahead a couple weeks uh, to ufc 248 but i just thought it was you know a, a stacked enough of a card a big enough moment monumentous event can't even say that word monumentous uh, but and also the way scheduling works with people and you know jeremy uh, 
started it off right and then Logan and Bama followed as far as like sharing the show and asking and requesting a show to be on to break down it just worked out that way so if, for those of you who are paying attention yes we did skip a, a couple weeks but we also wanted to obviously cover the Deontay Wilder fight uh, and Fury rematch while Bama was in the house so if you're wondering about that uh, scheduling situation that's what's going on so Nate and I are quickly going to break down UFC Fight Night 168 that's the one coming up this weekend February 22nd um from the Spark Arena, which is in Auckland, which is in uh, New Zealand. So we're going to just uh, I'll, I'll go over a couple of the fights uh, real quick, but we're only going to do a few picks for this, make this a quick wrap-up, and then we'll be done for the night. So um, Tess Pedro was on the card, but the fight got canceled. I'm not sure why. Angela Hill is making a quick turnaround on this card, which is cool. Uh, she's been having a good amount of momentum lately. Kai Kara France coming off a loss. Uh, I think it was to Brandon Moreno, uh, but he's uh, up and coming, very good fighter, a local boy, fights out of the same Gym City kickboxing with those other guys. So um, look forward to seeing him fight he's fighting Tyson Nam um, not sure the next guy is Jake Matthews uh, lo another local boy versus another person from the same region Emil Meek um, these, or Emil Mech I think is how you pronounce it that's actually a really good fight look forward to that one as well Jalen Turner he's a local boy fights out of the Ruka gym up the street with Anthony the uh, pad holder the, uh, up there uh, that I respect also works with Jay Silver a couple of those guys uh, Jalen Turner I'm uh, looking to see him do well he's got all the skills but he's got up and down record 8-5 and five so far going up against 8-0 no, not sure the guy Jake J uh, Joshua Kalabau. I don't know how you pronounce that, uh, but that's the preliminary card, guy. We are going to do a couple picks from that, but just to fly by the main card, Kevin Aguilar is the beer Taguaf. Not sure of either of these guys, unfortunately. Brad Riddell, local guy, uh, is a good fighter, but I think he's up against it again against Magomed Mustafaev. Mustafaev, rather. <laughs> Sorry, Ben Sassoli. Uh, I can't think of his nickname right now, but he's got a, uh, the combat wombat. Ben Sassoli, there it is, taking on, taking on Marcus Rogero de Lima. That's going to be an interesting fight. A couple big boys, Carolina Kovalev taking on Jan Zanon, uh, Jimmy Crew taking on Michael Ales Alexic. I can't even say this one. Alexichuk. I can't pronounce that one. Sorry, guys. I'm I'm not perfect. And then the main event, Paul Felder, the Irish Dragon, goes into enemy territory, take on Dan the Hangman Hooker. This is actually uh, got a few really good fights on this card, even though it's kind of going on underneath the radar. So uh, we're only gonna do about four or five picks real quick and a burn through them. Kaikar France taking on Tyson Nam. This is kind of even because. You may not know as much as I do about Kaikari, even though you may be up on him, but I have known nothing about his opponent. So go ahead and do a quick pick on this. And All we'll, right, we'll based move off through. of records, I'm going to go with Kaikara France. He's got 20 and 8, one known contest. Tyson Nam's got 16 and 10. He's not Damn. almost a 50 50% record. Um, so I think this is going to be a, a way for Kaikara to, to get his momentum back. So I'm going to say Kaikara. Uh, I'm going to say, oh, it's flyweight. I'm going to say unanimous decision. Good call, and, and, and I completely agree with you. Unanimous decision, Kaikar France, local boy. He's going to have the judges in his fair, favor, even if he's not able to get the finish. So Kaikar France, unanimous decision, both of us. Boom. And then we're going to skip ahead to Jake Matthews takes on Emil Mech. Um, they're both local to the region. Jake Matthews is a young, up-and-coming prospect. Hasn't quite popped like they want him to. He's had a, some up-and-down fights against tough opponents. Emil Meek is like a giant guy for the weight class. He tends to gas, but he's very explosive and can control the fight if he doesn't guess that, which he's done as well. So this is an interesting, tough matchup for both of these guys. Go for it. Um, nah, I'm going to say Jake Matthews, unanimous decision. Okay, up-and-comer, fresher, younger fighter. Um, man, I feel like he might be quicker, more explosive, but I feel like Emil is just super, super strong and big for the weight class. Gosh. Uh, all right, 
I'm going to try play it safe and go with you. You said unanimous. I'm going to do the same. Jake Matthews, unanimous yeah. decision. All right, which brings us to the main event of the prelim card, Jalen Turner versus Joshua Kalubau. Um, I'm just going to come out go for the local boy, even though the record's not that great. Um, this is where he might be able to get some points off me, going to get to my heart, you know, maybe using your better judgment, but I'm going Jalen Turner. Um, I'm, I think he gets his. I think he gets his groove back. I'm gonna go second round TKO. Okay. Um. At lightweight. Uh, I'm gonna go against you. I'm gonna go with Joshua. He's got a great record. Um. He doesn't even have his picture on here. He's this is kind of like Tim Means versus last yes, week. Kind of. Exactly. So I'm yeah. just gonna go with that same momentum. Hey, Jalen. I wish you the best of luck, man. But I'm gonna go with Joshua based on his record. He's he's undefeated. He's you know. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what kind of fighter he is. See if you can shut him down, Jalen. All right. Uh, what's your official decision? Official pick, rather. Second round knockout. Okay, so second round versus second round. Perfect. Yep. I have no idea who this guy is and how he fights, but I'm just <laughs> going for it. <laughs> All right, main card. We're going to skip over a couple, but we are going to pick the Brad Riddell versus Magomed Mustafa. Actually, let me double check. One, two, three. You know what? No, we're going to skip that one. So Ben Sassoli, the combat. Sorry, Brad. <laughs> ben Sassoli, combat wombat, takes on Marcus Rogero. Marcos Rogero. Rogero de Lima. Sheesh, got to slow down. Uh, what do you think? Combat Wombat going to pull it off? I think Combat Wombat's going to pull it off. Absolutely. Damn. We're going to go the same. We're not arguing at all. I'm going to agree with you. What's your, what's your, how you get, how's oh, it get to second done? round knockout. I'll go decision. Okay. All right, just to go a little different. It's heavyweight, so I'm going to go for knockout. I know you're probably fucking right. Uh, okay, I'm going to reserve the right to change mine. I'm going to mm. go, uh, Third round TKO. You right. go second round, I guess third but round. Usually heavyweights in third round, you, they're Are usually gas. So <laughs> usually there's so not it's a coin flip. It's a coin flip. Yeah. Uh, okay. Carolina Kovalkiewicz takes on Jan Zanon. Uh, Zanon. I can't pronounce that. I'm probably fucking butchering that. Uh, we don't know anything about her. I don't know anything, I, about, I don't know anything her. about Jan, yeah. but her record's decent. But Carolina's got a lot to prove, and she's not bad. She's a good striker. She's, like, decent for the weight class. I think she was really uh, underestimated. So this is hard, dude. Uh... Ooh. It is tough. But for some reason, I have a feeling this Yon girl is going to be way better than we expect. So I'm going to go with Yon unanimous decision. All right. I'll go against you. I'll go Carolina with unanimous decision. All right. All right. Jimmy Crute takes on Michael. I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name again. Right. Go for it. Light he light heavyweight, huh? Light heavyweight. Jimmy Crute's had a couple showcase matchups that he even wasn't able to kind of take advantage of before. He's he's, he's a young kid. He's a young, young fighter, 10-1. Um, is one was like I said, one of those fights was supposed to be kind of matched up for him to showcase himself and come out as a star, um, not star, but try to build him a little bit, and it just didn't go his way. Maybe he got distracted, got too comfortable. Who knows? So he went to decision pretty much. He won, but he went to decision. So Jimmy Crute, the younger, okay. fresher guy that you would think, given the region of the fight that they're trying to push, but I really don't know much about his opponent. So we're we're picking in the dark a lot for this this card. Yes, we are. Maybe another one we spent most of the time on two forty eight. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Uh, Jimmy Crute, uh, I'm going to say Jimmy Crute takes it. I'm going to say unanimous decision. Damn. It's light heavyweight, though, too. So I'm trying like, to, like, nah. find a way to get some points back and go against you because I don't want to go the same every time. But you go unanimous, so I'll go uh, split decision, Jim Crute. All right. Main event, this is the most anticipated fight of the night. This is what we're really breaking down this card for. Yeah. Paul Felder versus Dan the Hayman Hooker. There's been, uh, at Excuse first, uh, if you saw Dan Hooker after his win, 
I can't recall. I should uh, over uh, top ten opponent. Uh, uh, no, I'm sorry. It wasn't top ten. He wasn't a ranked opponent. Anyways, he had a good win, and Paul Felder happened to be the one that was uh, calling the fight. So he went in afterwards to do the after fight uh, interview, and uh, Dan Hooker respectfully said, "You know, I've been looking to get a ranked opponent. And I just so happened to be having a lightweight ranked opponent standing across from me right now. So they it was a respectful call out. They had a good exchange in the, yeah. in the cage, and it was cool. And I still think they're cool generally. But there's been some personal beef that's uh, happened over the last couple of weeks, and it definitely thrown some gasoline on this fire. And they're both." Uh, Paul Felder seems to kind of laugh it off and said, I'm yeah. savage and going to hurt you no matter what. But Dan Hooker definitely is taking it personal. And uh, it's in his hometown. It's in his home region. He wants to show out for his hometown crowd. Dan Hooker's on a, a tear. He's got a rocket ship on his back right now. So uh, this is definitely going to decide if he's going to be able to hang with the big boys. What's your take on this fight, bro? Uh, I still think Paul Felder just technically is growing. He's so good. He's so good on the feet. I love watching him, and he's fighting top-level opponents lately so gosh i hate picking fights i've decided i hate picking fights so unfortunately i love dan hooker but uh, i think paul felder is gonna win i think it's uh, you know what and since dan hooker might be mad and upset i think he's gonna fight with anger and i think so i'm gonna say uh second round tko paul felder they're both gigantic for lightweight and this is what i see i I like them both, and I kind of see with the up-and-coming momentum that the city kickboxing in New Zealand has had, and, and Dan Hooker's been on its hair, and he's just, like, uh, full of confidence and looking great, training with the best of the world, training with the middleweight champion. Like, he's definitely primed and ready to, to take advantage of this opportunity. So I, I have a tough time going against him because he's a devastating calf kicker. Uh, he's good at, uh, at his outside range. He's good. He saw his knockout over uh, James Vick, which was impressive. Um the only thing that's making me it's making it difficult for me is because everything you said about Paul Felder I completely support and I think he's definitely a grizzled veteran as well so he has a lot of uh, ring IQ fight IQ he's definitely one of the tough son of a bitch so he's not going to back down and one of the things that's making me weary is that the okay I'll just say it outright Paul Felder has amazing body shots and he's an amazing body puncher not only is he amazing at it he definitely looks for them and tries to integrate them in his striking uh, approach and so they're if they nullify each other because Paul Felder is also phenomenal at the calf kick and utilizes it a lot has thick ass tree trunk legs that are just conditioned as fuck so they're both going to have a kicking game for each other that I'm excited to watch um, and it's the, I think it's just going to come down to the small bit of extra you know refinement that Paul Felder has a little bit tighter with his techniques more straight down the middle versus winging Dan Hooker has that extremely long reach so it makes it difficult to not wing punches sometimes like uh, on the outside and have the ability to be countered down the middle um, although I think he's definitely like I said primed and ready and has all the skills and techniques to be able to execute and win I think Paul Felder is going to be a little bit sharper he's going to take advantage of him early and uh, I think it's he's going to get the finish I think it's going to be a situation like I see Dan Hooker folded with those Barboza body kicks even though who, who wouldn't right yep. um, but he was susceptible to the body kind of like me has a very long torso and so it's like it's, it's he's open there Paul Felder mm-hmm. mixes up his strikes has devastating leg kicks great elbows good in the clinch good on the outside good everywhere so if he's able to get on the inside and execute to, to the body like he likes to i think that'll make a lot of the difference and make him uh be able to kind of pull ahead and have success later on yeah. in the fight um 
all that being said, Dan Hooker, if he can keep Paul Felder from being able to get inside on one or not and stays long enough to not let any anything really land clean and, and, mm. and you know, effectively being the, where this fight's taking place, he can maybe do just enough to uh, be active enough from the outside to, to sway the judges. And or he could land, you know, he could time Paul. So yep. it's, a, it's a good competitive matchup. It's not a... a uh, can versus it's going to be a great fight. It's going to be a really competitive fight. It's one of those things where it's ran. It's rare, but the main event for the card is also probably the highest uh, prospect for fight of the night. So, really looking forward to this one, guys. I'm going to go with all that long preamble. You went Paul Felder unanimous. Yeah. No. No. Paul Felder second round TKO. Second round. Okay. I'm sorry. Second round TKO. Fuck. Okay. I'm going to. I think. Damn, if it goes longer into the fight, Paul Felder being a little bit older, not saying as a questionable gas tank, but he could definitely tire. Uh, okay, so I'll go third round uh, finish, third round TKO by Paul Felder as well. All right. If it gets past that fourth and fifth, then I'm worried that like the fresh young fighter Dan might have the gas to oh, pull it out. Oh, it's five rounds. That's right. Yeah, because so it's the main event. Third round TKO for me. Oh, shit. So Sorry. now we're tied again, doubled up yeah. again. Well, I'm not changing. All right. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up. UFC Fight Night 168, guys. Um, we just wanted to, I wanted to like reiterate, sorry, uh, we, we just focused on 248 and the Wild of Fury rematch just because I was scheduling and me thinking it was a better card to kind of break down. We definitely wanted to spend more time on that. So I hope that's okay with you guys, but I hope you also enjoyed the Fight Night 168 breakdown. Um, definitely some you know low-profile fights that we've talked about this before. When Maybe it's not the biggest names, but a lot of times it can produce a lot of the best exciting fights. So make sure to check it out. Don't miss it. We'll be back next week to make sure to break down the post-fight for uh, UFC Fight Night 168 and then to break down the pre-fight uh, breakdown for UFC Fight Night 169. That's when Joseph Benavides takes on uh, Davison Figueiredo for the uh, the vacant flyweight 125 title. So uh, Henry Cejudo had to, or vacated that, so he's bantamweight champion only, and they're going to take uh, on each other to see who can become the next flyweight king. So, But that does it for us this week, guys. I really hope you enjoyed the show, and if you did, make sure not to forget to leave us a rating on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out when you do, and again, we'll be reading those reviews every week as we get them, so keep them coming. Hopefully, five-star review, guys. Thank you so much for stopping by. Make sure to check out next week's show, as I just mentioned, and all the episodes, for that matter, on your favorite podcast platforms, and you can catch the replays of the show on MMT Radio and the Yo Radio app uh, Tuesday through Friday. Looking to get on Monday as well, but Tuesday through Friday, if you're listening to the Yo Radio app, MMT Radio, check us out. Of course, a big thanks, as always, to Frankie Mercado and MMT Fitness, John Walker Pro, Fast Performance, Instagram of the same name, all the coaches and trainers, training partners, friends, family, extended martial arts family, that is, the greater community at large. Special thanks to Bama, Jeremy, and Logan for coming in. Really was excited and enjoyed breaking down the fights with you guys. Got a lot of cool insights. Thanks again. Hope to have you back soon. But that's it, guys. We're done. I'm through. See you later. Peace out. Take care. <laughs>